Yeah. So. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. What yeah. What about him? Taken. Yes. Yeah. He's whooping right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The transgenders. They there. The story with this big-ass basketball player from eight years ago, though, I didn't know. And that's a long time ago. This has been going on for a very long time. I mean, it's like, what is that? Division three college, though? Yeah. Fucking 50, year, 50 years old, bro. Six, eight. I'm playing with the girls. And the girls is happy to have them playing. And I'm like, all right, my daughter ain't doing sports. <laughs> so fuck it. You want to, you still want to cheerlead? Yeah. <laughs> That's safe for now. You can cheerlead. That is safe for now. It ain't, I mean, it's dudes in cheerleading now, but they, they straight dudes. And they there. You know, fill on the girls. <laughs> they strong as hell too. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, beat your ass. <laughs> think I got beat up by a cheerleader. You know how many pyramids they held up? In <laughs> I don't, we don't really got them here. I ain't never really seen them here. I know it's a big thing in California. I mean, I know it's some acceptance going on still, but motherfuckers. Bullet. I'm not saying bullied in a bad way, like you're gonna get bullied, but like nigga, you gonna get bullied. No, you ain't gonna get bullied, bro. Ain't nobody bullying no more like that. Are they? In high schools? You think so? Probably are. Yeah. Kids are shitty. They still got a little bit, you know, they'll give them a little little bit of a let you slide a little bit because you're a kid. Yeah, teenagers ain't shit. They gonna blame the parents. So you about 17, 18. Blame the parents. Yeah. I hope my daughter don't bully nobody. Don't but come blaming me. I'm be like, fuck it. Go get your daughter. Bring her over here. Let's just let them fight it out one time and cool. But no, that's not the answer. Mr. Lumpkin, that's not the answer. <laughs> like, well, shut the fuck up. Right. What you want me to do? I tell her don't do shit. Wanna whoop her ass? No, you can't whoop her ass. Okay. Want me to starve her? <laughs> you want me to talk to her? Oh, so what I've been doing. But um, yeah, so Texas, man. What you think going on with Texas, man? Shit, 75 degrees right now. My what? big brother texted me uh, earlier today. 75 degrees? Right now. Where? In Texas. He and Colleen. So that's by Austin. Yeah, Austin got hit. 75 degrees. Yeah. Is the snow melted? It's, I'm sure it did. 75 degrees. You sure? I'm sure a nice amount. Remember last summer at the end of this, at the, I mean, last winter, at the end of the winter when it was like 70 degrees, the fuck is it was still snow piles? Yeah, we got something different. Something like the snow something. wasn't melting? It was weird as shit? I thought, yeah, motherfuckers was looking at the snow. It was like, nigga, is this real snow? <laughs> like this snow is from Dasani. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they use Dasani water to make snow. <laughs> Fuck is the snow? The, I mean, listen. Fox did. I seen Fox kind of come out at the beginning of it and try to make it a thing about um, renewable energy and, and windmills and shit. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. 
that y'all would try to do that. <laughs> like, you know, you usually I can... I, well, I'm not going to say usually I can rock with Fox because I don't really watch Fox just like I don't watch CNN. I watch Tucker Carlson. That's the... He the truth. But it wasn't him that was saying it, but Bun B, I was on a live stream last night and Bun B brought it up. I was showing Bun B because he brought it up about Fox doing that and then said, y'all can't, y'all bogus for trying to make this political. This ain't about politics, man. People dying. And then like 30 seconds later, he said, we got to make this state blue. We got to do what Georgia did. Which is making it political. And I'm like, man, these niggas kind of piss me off. These niggas kind of weak, bro. Sounds like the biggest truth teller. Do people still question him about Pimp C for real? Like when you see them on the internet, people talking about him. They probably, he probably asked them to ask them questions about Pimp C at certain questions. We get on the internet. Is it like, do people still say that a lot? You might have a few more. They might consider a troll. A troll? Yeah. Somebody trolls him about PMC. Depends on the question that, that they ask him about PMC. I'm not talking about reporters, man. Not reporters. It could be, it don't have to be a reporter. It could be me. Right. You feel me? Hitting the motherfucking comments. You feel me? How did, PMC, did they kill PMC? And that's the question you will ask Bum B. Did they kill Pimp C? Like, dude, like dude did to Kevin Samuels on his Instagram live. Got there and said, why you don't pay your child support? <laughs> and then Kevin Samuels shut the live down. <laughs> Have you heard about what's going on with him? Man, they done went and got his baby, his ex-wife. And they talk. I haven't really heard her say, this nigga ain't paid child support. But you know me, I don't care about child support. I'd be like, somebody put me on child support, I'm quitting my job. I'm looking like, like why'd you shut your life? Why'd you shut your shit down just because a motherfucker asked you a question about child support? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if that's what happened. I haven't seen it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And everybody that tell me is people that don't like him. Like my homegirl was talking to me today, and she was like, if you're going to have this message, you got to kind of walk that shit too. But I'm like, so they saying he don't pay child support or he don't, his daughter don't fuck with him, but that's not that has nothing to do with what he talks about. Like, why can't we just deal with what he's doing on screen? Why, when it comes to the black folks, you don't like what a nigga saying on screen, so you go and try to dig into their life? They did that with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton? Yeah. They used the dick-sucking scandal to, you know, to try to get at him. Him, I don't know what you're talking about. Him getting his dicks up has nothing, nothing to do with him running the president. They didn't go dig that up. But, that lady K, that lady brought that out. Yeah, let the trip. Right, but what I'm saying is, is that they're trying to persecute him because he lied about getting his dicks up, which has nothing to do about how you run the country. You see what I'm saying? Right. One trying to go out topic, digressing back to what you're right. saying. I don't see that as the same. You get blamed for something that has nothing to do with what you do. Like, Right there on your panel, like you seen with Kevin Samuels, and they seeing some shit like, yeah, he doesn't get along with his daughter, he doesn't pay child support or something like that or whatever. Like quality control comes into play again. 
you know, you're going to be a public figure. And then whatever you do, now you gain attention. And granted, you've been doing your thing for a minute. You know what I'm saying? In terms of having that attention. But certain things, like old girl, got you up there now. Topic of discussion. You know what I'm saying? So now your enemies that you created, you know what I'm saying, is going to find a way to chisel away at you. And those are just the enemies that we see. But those ain't the enemies that are silent, bro. Like who? Oh, well. That's the that's like a 48 that's law. That's assumption. That's a 40, no, that's a 48 law of power kind of situation. It's like the energy you put out, Be you know what I'm saying? You have to be aware of that kind of energy you put out. You may create silent enemies. What's the energy you put out? Like, what is this energy you put out? Like, to me, I feel like, okay, he is a very honest person, brutally honest, blunt, okay. And it's I don't see that many like that in the way he does it because you have people that are brutally honest, but then you got some people who put a, who got their little sauce to what they do, you know what I'm saying, which makes them stand out, you know what I'm saying, from other folks. It just so happens that he gets the attention now. And so now the people that you have offended or they felt offended, you know what I'm saying, because you can not do anything wrong and still offend somebody. Yeah. The way, especially nowadays, motherfucker be mad at you just because a motherfucker is attractive. And a motherfucker don't know how to handle your, you know what I'm saying? Handle a, being around an attractive person. Pause. But yeah. Well, I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess they're going to talk shit about you, but I, man, I, it's just sad, man. Like, I don't see him going to bother people. It's like everything y'all mad about is what's coming to him. It's coming to him. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. They basically mad about the call-ins. He hasn't called anyone. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gone on any posts, gotten someone's comments, messing with them. None of this. It's all coming towards him. Now, uh, homegirl told me earlier today, since he went on Adam 22, you know what Adam 22 is? Yeah. Since he went on there, now some white guy exposing him and saying like his business ventures are false and all that. Hmm. Oh, the dude with the beard? No, that's a black dude. Oh. He a weirdo. No, no, no. I'm talking the white guy who, I don't know. Uh, I forgot dude name. What's his, I don't know. His name. The, the white dude with the beard and shit. And it's always surrounded by, you know what I'm saying, female. I remember that being on Adam 22 as well, unless you're talking about something different. I'm talking about Kevin Samuels went on Adam 22. Oh, no, I didn't know him. Yeah, so, like, more white people are looking at him now, too, since that. Okay. Don't Adam 22 talk about rappers and shit, too? Yeah, he talk about everybody. Like, he talks about rappers. He talk about uh, famous thoughts. He, um. he has famous thoughts on there. Well, I don't know, because I think the biggest YouTubers I listen to is, like, Jericho Green, Kevin Samuels. Jericho Green do all his videos in the car, short videos on the way to work type shit. A conservative guy. He, he funny. Right. So I don't, I don't really like big YouTubers because I feel like the most honesty comes from the smaller channels. 
when you start getting bigger, then they just start saying a lot of shit just to get a reaction. Right. And you know, it's probably not how they really feel. You know what I mean? I don't think Kevin Samuel's doing that. But who knows? Kevin Samuels, I mean. Because you never know what the bag is being presented to him. You don't know what sponsors is coming to him now because now you garner all this attention. So now new money comes into play. I'm well, your ass just be adding a whole bunch of what ifs. What you, shit, nigga. What sponsors? You know, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's a big question mark of what is what comes. I haven't seen no sponsors. Or whatever. You never, I don't know. Like, okay. So um, we going to talk wait. about it like it's happening, but no, I don't know. What about, uh, uh, what's his name? Sodomite. Right? And he started, you see what he started Sodomite? with? Sodomite. Sodomite, right? And you saw what he started with and you saw how he grew. Did he have any, was he able to get any, garner any sponsors on his journey? No, he's telling black people the shit that will help them. No, he's not going to get sponsors. Same reason Kevin Samuels ain't going to get no damn sponsors. Oh, so regardless of what he's gained, he's not going to get the sponsorship. I haven't seen kept, uh, Tommy Sotomayor with any sponsors ever. Okay, well, shit. I seen he went on Vivica Fox, that t- that show. Right. That one time. Okay. Okay, maybe to me, I may look at that as different. It's like, okay, instead of him getting that sponsorship, he's getting those kind of interviews. With other people with no, it people. was like a talk. It was it's a weird show. But who's on? Who's hosting that show though? Erica Fox, but that's not big. He'd been on the Ruben Report doing the interview on there. Still, that's and a relevant. The Ruben Report, you know what that is? Yeah, that's way bigger than that shit. Vivica Fox doing. Even if it's a smaller platform, the thing is, your name is still going in that rotation algorithm. So you saying that somebody is making that happen for him? No, no, because he has his own clout. You know what I'm saying? with him when he goes to these places as well because his listeners are aware that oh shit he gonna be over here too you know what i'm saying yeah tommy sotomayor motherfucker boy you know if you you got that motherfuckers gonna follow you joe tommy sotomayor (laughs) that's that's the 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 man right there because your fanship is like not all fans are the same you know what i'm saying you got your fans that okay they subscribe Right, and they may not watch all your lives, and you got your fans that subscribe and watch all your lives, and then you got your super fans that subscribe, watch your lives, and donate on a, a consistent basis. To me, those are your super fans. So they're the ones that's putting money in your pocket. That's your supporters. That's who paying yeah. bills. Um, I don't like fans. Well, I call them super. I call it the super fans in a way, like yeah, your contributors. Yeah, your, you know what I'm saying your top contributors. I say it like that. Your top donors. So, Corey Holcomb. Okay. You you like him? He follow me on Twitter. You do? Yeah. For what? I follow him. He follow me back. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I fucks with him. That's Corey. a good dude. <laughs> I mean, he not funny to me. No, I But I was right. like, he did the whole, he's doing the whole shit right now. Listen, he, every time he talks about Tommy Sotomayor, mm-hmm. you know what he says? This nigga can't even go nowhere. He can't even let people know where he going to be when he going to do a show or something. Because niggas going to get at him. These niggas want you. And I'm sitting here like, why would this bitch ass nigga keep saying this when everybody knows? It's on the website. Everybody knows where he's going to be when he's going to be. Okay, question. Quick question. Like, why would this man be over here lying like this? Well, it's not saying they lying. No. What? what? No, 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 no. Listen. Everybody knows. Tommy Sotomayor, when he got something he scheduled, he okay. lets it known. Right. Everybody knows. Right. The nigga don't. So this guy's making this up. It's it's not. Maybe it's not a lie. Maybe he think. It's, no, that's bullshit. Okay. 
everybody knows this. Okay. But this man can do this and then not respond when Tommy Sotomayor say, why, why the fuck is this nigga lying like this? Oh. And then not respond, act like he don't never hear it, and then come back and say it again. Keep doubling down on it. Mm. Like, I don't like niggas that act like bitch-ass niggas, man. Mm. That nigga know what he doing, bro. He's lying on that man. Tommy saw everybody knows where he's going to be. Right. Whenever he's going somewhere, he's all on his lives telling people, if it's something you got to buy a ticket to a show, mm-hmm. nigga, he ain't coming to the city unless enough tickets sell in the city. Mm-hmm. Now, question, question. Does Tommy Sotomayor have security? No. No bodyguards? No. Okay. The nigga, they, they kept telling me he can't come to Chicago. Why not? Because he was saying this. What you said about Kanika. That nigga came here, uh, did his show. I remember that. I remember that. Kicked it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That but see, but these niggas that. are weak and they lie. Like, I'm like, I when I the more I watched um Corey Hogan, I'd be like, bro, this nigga is a bitch. Yeah. He act like a bitch, bro. I'm sorry. The shit with the dude that he was mad at, his homie that owed him the money. Right. He handled that like a bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Corey, man, why you, what's up, man? I mean, I know you like him. You fuck with him. No, I mean, real nigga this, this shit, is though. not this is not the glitches of this. I mean, real nigga shit. Uh, opinion mean, of him. This is this is truth out loud real opinion. Shit, man, hey, if you happen to hear this, man, hey, respond. <laughs> he won't. He won't respond to nothing. Respond. <laughs> he, he won't hear it. But if he did, he won't respond. He'll just double down on lying on that man like that, bro. Okay. That's what people. That's what people do with Tommy Sotomayor. Mm. They just make shit up, and then don't respond, and then keep making shit up. Now my question is: Is why does he feel the need to? Who? Corey Hogan. You know what I'm saying to go at Tommy. It's just simple of Tommy's following. You know they beefed a few years back on on YouTube. I know that. Yeah, Tommy. I, Tommy did a couple shows with them niggas. He was around them niggas for a little bit. <laughs> like the nigga that he that Corey Hogan went off on about the money and shit. Okay. One time Tommy was talking about man, this nigga he, he ain't even had no car when I was out there. Nigga, I had to pick him up. This nigga got me. He don't know me. He got me picking him his daughter up. I'm like, well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't. That ain't really nothing for me to laugh at. Right. But he know things about them, but it don't make sense. I like the nigga Corey Hogan act like the little internet trolls when it come to Tommy Sotomayor. I'm just gonna make it up. I ain't even. I ain't even know that, man. But yeah, Corey respond, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't respond to me. Respond to Tommy. Cause I I want to know why the fuck he lying like that, nigga. Y'all that that shit is foul. What the fuck is this? Yes. Huh? But yeah, that's crazy, man. Hey. Um. The NBA players don't want to promote the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Have you saw that? Yeah. What'd you think? I was like. What's to it? Is there an angle? Or are they just saying like, man, I ain't trust the shit? I mean, they, obviously they just don't know about the shit. And it's like... That's cool. That's fine. 
I, I, your ass ain't got nothing to say about that. I mean, I'm surprised. You surprised that there's they're not speak, you know, that they're saying something like that. I would have thought they would have went along with shit. You saw DMC cartoon, right? From Run DMC. I just remember the dark skin one. They got the cartoon of fucking get the let's get the vaccine rap. I'll play it. <laughs> Look, this is Go get the like vaccine. these niggas. Are. You 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 heard it? No, I could just imagine his tempo. You about right. That's what I mean. He never stopped the. Way it's he called rapped. community <laughs> immunity. Community immunity. Oh, trash ass. Nine out of ten people won't get sick. That's 90% effective and legit. This COVID thing is real and it will find you. It's killing our people. Let me remind you. Right there. The article says. That, why does that verse sound calculated? <laughs> because, he, because the hook is constantly saying one thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, I don't know. I pick up on certain words that he uses. So. I'm sure that it wasn't hard for him to write this shit. You feel me? Because you basically rewrote, you know what I'm saying, your early work. Your early work. And because you own probably the masters to the shit, you can do that shit. Who you think DMC own the masters? I said if he does. I doubt any of them rappers from back then own the masters. That was when none of them knew nothing about this shit. Well shit. Well, let's see. Who who probably owns it? Russell Simmons? Russell Simmons could. Or the uh the white dude. The white dude with the beard that was with him, Rick Rubin. I was going to say, your ass love talking about white people with beards. Don't never know the name. <laughs> I couldn't get Paul Newman. I was about to, I was about to say that nigga with his own uh, salad dress, but yeah, <laughs> Newman's. Yeah, that shit fire. And, and he got his own salsa. Oh yeah, but why uh, Mexican people didn't like that? Well, yeah, because you got Paul Newman. On. <laughs> It ain't Paul Newman, is it? No. It's, yes, it's his face on the motherfucker. That's not Paul Newman. That's Paul Newman. No, it's Newman, the Newman guy that made it. That's not Paul Newman, the actor. Paul Newman. <laughs> why they it's give like Harrison Ford? Why, why they? Why they get mad though? It tastes just like y'all salsa. Like, white people can't make salsa. Well, this shit tastes exactly the same. Sound like that face commercial. New York City. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> Yo, Yankees. So he holding up this newspaper to say, why does COVID-19 kill more people in the communities of color than in white communities? Nigga, please. You know what's crazy? Where I'm from, where you from, there was like really no white people living there. No. 
Have you ever been in a white community where it's only white people? See, you're thinking too hard. I haven't either. I'm pretty sure if I go to some small town with 300 people, that's, I might, you know. You got to go somewhere in Kentucky or some shit. Yeah. Not yeah. really. Yeah. Like, yeah, what you said, 300 people. Yeah, yeah East, Kentucky. East Kentucky's in the in the hills, the mountains. And shit. But other than that, no, nah, it's, it's, it's diversity. Bro. But in Kentucky. It's diversity, like a motherfucker. It, right. Diversity is in the white community. It's white. not in the black communities. Like, white people in the hood. Diversity. They in a black neighborhood in the hood. What you mean? Like we like if they're both in the ghetto, they're both in the ghetto together. Like they're sharing the struggle together. You understand what I'm saying? No, yes. I don't. Okay. You said white people in the hood in the diverse what? Yes. Like okay. Where like, white people at in the hood? Okay, in Kentucky, down the penny route. Um in the penny and down the penny route, you got this place called Hopkinsville. We call it Hoptown. Now, there's, of course, you got certain places in Hopkinsville that is nice, and then you got certain places in Hopkinsville that's the hood, and you know exactly where the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so in that hood right there, they call it the projects and shit like that, too, or whatever. You got white folks that live there with black folks in terms of from the same complex. Okay. How about this? So did they move in while black folks were there, or did black people move in while they were there? I have no clue. I just saw them that they were staying in the same complex at the same time. <laughs> I didn't check the con- I didn't check the <clears throat> census report, nothing like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching old movies where it would be like a ghetto that was mixed. Like, well, what was that movie? MTV movie back in the day with the roaches. Joe's Apartment. Joe's Apartment. Remember that? Yeah. Or The Super. Remember The Super oh, the with PJ. Joe Pesci? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, I mean, I never really seen those ghettos in cities like that where it's like white folks and everybody. Because I'm like, everywhere I've been in inner city, big cities, it's like, the hood is where the black people at, right? Like when you, in the in like in Chicago, when you in the city, you're in a black neighborhood. Now, when you get to the white neighborhoods, that's also in the city, mm-hmm. not far from here. You know, not not, not far from the black neighborhood. There's no garbage all over the ground. It's like you see a difference. Why why is our shit like that? Care, obviously care, but. Do you think it's um do you think it's like they say, well, they don't have the street cleaners coming through like they do in those neighborhoods, the city cleaning up those neighborhoods. But like I don't see white people walking down the street with bags of chips nowhere and just eating them and then throwing, dropping them on the ground. Like, you know, like we do in the hood. I remember doing that shit. I don't do it no more, but I remember being in the hood doing that shit. Yeah. It's trash everywhere. And they say, well, like I said, people tell me, well, they, the city clean it. But see, here's the thing. Living in the hood in Chicago, guess what we have? Like, was it like every Tuesday or every two Tuesdays? We got the street sweepers come through too. No, you're not gonna have city work. They're not gonna send out city workers to go through all these vacant lots and gangways and pick up garbage on the sidewalk. I think it's on us to just not be throwing that shit down like that. 
then you look at the vacant lots, you're looking like, ain't the vacant lots owned by somebody? Yeah. When you talk about buying a lot, what if it's vacant or not? You know what I'm saying? It's owned by a person. So it's up to that person to care for that lot, even though you, you may not live there. Right. But you got vacant lots in the white neighborhoods in the city, too, that's not full of garbage. Right. The thing is, the people in those neighborhoods are not throwing garbage down. Right. The vacant lots are like collectors of garbage that blow around. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the grass get kind of high and it catch the garbage when it's blowing around everywhere. So it's not like they walk into the vacant lots dropping it. It's the neighborhood just dropping garbage everywhere. Like, it don't matter. Garbage cans, fuck garbage cans. Even if the grass is growing inside the vacant lots, it's up to that property owner that owns that lot to keep that grass at a certain level. I oh, right. Because your shit will grow too long, they'll be like, hey, man, you got to cut that shit. Especially if your neighbors maintain it. You know what I'm saying? They but in the hood, ain't no neighbors maintaining shit. Nobody going to tell them, you got to cut this grass. Right. I just think it's the neighborhood. Stop throwing fucking garbage. That's what I mean by care. You know what I'm saying? Like, you take, you know, pride into your, you know what I'm saying, your neighborhood, and then you care about the property value. You know what I'm saying? Of where you live. Right. And then, I mean, to me, you know, some people say, yo, we got to buy back, buy back the block. It's like, yeah, but if... 20 of y'all came together and said we're going to buy back for the block. It's different if all 20 of y'all was going to live on that block simultaneously because now you know who's live, who lives on that block. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now you, you, you guys are putting amongst each other to care for that block. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, we got to buy back the block and you just buying a building and this person buying a building a mile away somewhere else and shit like that. And it's like you're the only one to actually give a damn about where you are. And how you care And the nigga that bought the building a mile away, the only one over there to give a damn. Right. And you're surrounded by other people who don't give a damn. That's a bad investment. You remember the um say when we was real little? When you were born, you probably born like 82. 81. I'm I'm 83. So say around like 88, 89. You remember that? Yeah. The hoods wasn't junky like that. Yeah, it was. Huh? Yeah, it was. I don't know. My hood wasn't junky like that. Yeah, we had vacant lots right now on the west side. No, vacant lots. Garbage wasn't everywhere. No, nah, I remember. No, nah, because we, we we were pooping in the alley. Well, the old people was around, and they 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 had their houses, and they took care of their fucking lawns. Like in the hood, them motherfuckers was on our ass. Don't get off my goddamn grass. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Like my grandma used to be in front of yard with in the garden and right. shit. Like you know, we had the the. The berry tree and everything, right there on the block. Mm -hmm. The only place that look junky on the sidewalk is where all them goddamn berries falling at on the sidewalk made by the look, fence. Made it look like that was the only place the sun shined on. <laughs> look, I mean, I just remember a clean black neighborhood and something happened. And I feel like it really went down around like 93, 92. You know what I'm saying? And it got real bad. You think, ironically, that's kind of around the time of you had the 91 L.A. riots. That's the, that's, I guess that's around that time. But that was L.A. Okay, George Floyd. Now, what state did that happen in? Minnesota, right? Right. But did it affect nation? You know what I'm saying? Did it have an effect? In big cities? And other, yeah, outside. Yeah, but Rodney King. 
I mean, didn't in terms of a movement. We didn't have a riot in Chicago because right. of Rodney King. Right? Does did it, does it have to be a riot? I mean, what could? So, what are you saying? It is. It could be not instead of instead of a riot. It could just be people not caring as much because they may feel like, man, I try to care, but they say going to keep us down. Uh-huh. And then different. There's, there was no social media at that time, so you don't have that much reinforced shit smacking you every day like that you got the radio everybody listened to the radio you know what i'm saying but how much politics was in the radio at that time in terms of i'm sure it was some but it seems like it, a lot of shit is just magnified now because you have a lot of social media influence mm. and you got social media influence that means you got paid sponsors right and paid sponsors is not telling you hey advertise this product they say, no, you need to advertise my views and my personality. And you need to advertise what we stand for. Because if you advertise something opposite of what we stand for, we will get rid of you. But then what that mean? Get rid of you. You get fired. Oh, well. It's cancel culture. Like, okay, I don't know, because you said it like, like it was about killing. No. Like, oh, shit. The we are shit. De- I mean, we are dealing with mobs. The mob mentality. Yeah. You gotta, you know, there's codes and shit. Politically and culture, it's culturally. There's unspoken rules that you have to follow. And you break those unspoken rules, then you will, they will get rid of you. Yeah. And within that mob, there's another mob within that mob. So who's to blame for this current environment? Us. Us? Yes. Okay. For allowing it. Allowing the environment? Allowing certain agendas to continue through and grow. Like government. It's supposed to be small, Mm. but we allow it to grow and gain power. Oh, we make it grow. We get behind it growing. Whatever. We allow it, make it, whatever. We create a monster. I I don't know. I, I was I'd say okay, we got some blame, but I would little, put the little shop of horrors. I put more of that blame on uh. <laughs> I put more of that blame on the media, the mainstream media. But then that's us to blame because how stupid are we to sit there and keep watching that shit when we watch it turn? Look, when we watch it turn away from being news, it was just news at one point. Well, who runs the media? Who runs the media? Who runs the media? Any black folks running the media? Or are you talking about the maniac European devils in action? <laughs> black people are not running mainstream media. Okay, so we are but talking about- But when you do go to the platforms, the media platforms that black people do run, they do the same shit. So even if black people was running mainstream media, we'd be getting the same cultural how, bullshit. How big is those platforms for the black folks versus the ones who actually- What's the nigga with the big fat neck? I mean, with no neck, with the big fat ass head? Whitlock? No. You talking about dude Whitlock? No, nah, he Gucci. He- <laughs> <laughs> they he like they call him coon and all that shit because his views his views ain't with right there with the the white man holding us down shit um rolling martin oh okay it's a big platform yes he do exactly what the mainstream media do yeah he follow 
step by step what they do yeah. with this race baiting shit. Yeah. It, even if black people was running the in had a part in running mainstream media, it'd be the same shit. He does it and he does it smooth because he has a balance. Smooth. He don't a balance of what? He ain't got no balance. He has a balance. Do you watch him? Yeah, I do. And I'm about to show you this balance. This balance that he does, yes, he talks about the race part, but he also throws in the economic part. You feel me? So it's not just, oh, I'm all about race and stuff like that. He tries to, and I'm not taking a side, I'm playing devil's advocate. He don't understand economics. I'm playing devil's advocate here. He will throw in the economic part. A, a basically basic fundamental rule. Make it easy for black people to get more money. Or no, that's his economic he, plan. He, he thinks he's having a plan, but what he throws out is basic economics. You understand what I'm saying? That's not. And it's like, and people are like, yeah, he dropping gems. No, those gems, those those are not gems, bro. Those it may have been gems a long time ago. That shit is copper right now. Right. You feel me? Like he's not updating his skill set. I don't think it's gems, and I don't think it's basic economics. And but I probably would have thought that a basic year ago. In terms of like, okay, like okay, yeah, dude, I know that. I read a I read a book called Basic Economics by um Thomas Sowell, and completely let me see things a different way about economics. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Okay. And I was like, okay, this is basic economics right here. Okay. So yeah, I would have called. Roland Martin that, shit, basic. What you looking for is is his basic economics. a simplified way of making money. Saying, I feel like when he talk economics, it's all about give, make easy, give for blacks to make more money. Don't work harder or be creative and find different ways to make money. That's not his message to us. The message to us is to look for them. To give and make things easier. We need a handicap. That is what he's preaching, bro. I hear other things. I do agree with you on that. He also adds more to it, but he does that as well. At the same time, like I said, he try to balance it off so it doesn't come off so one-sided. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I don't know, nigga. I don't. I don't. I, when I watch him, I don't watch every video, but I have looked at him a lot, and I actually got videos like months old that I've been editing. Just like, but they're not like time sensitive. So I'm like trying to. I practice editing with them right. and different things I can do visually to try to create a good visual for the video. So it's not time sensitive. I can pretty much drop them now or a year from now. Like Roland Martin, y'all have a better one. Okay, let's say I go in and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to look out for my people, type shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I'm on my on my 2012 shit. You feel me? You know, Section 80. You feel me? All that shit before it became famous. When I had to, when I first bought the Fred Hampton was killed by Chicago police, rocking that shirt. Now everybody watching the movie. It's a movie? Yeah. Judas and the Messiah? Um, who made it? That's a good question. Jay-Z got something to do with it? I don't know. Because that'll make me say I ain't watching it. Um, like, y'all just all on the fucking gravy, goddamn race bait train. But <clears throat> what I was saying was just like, okay, I like the angle Batman Cabo uses. Um, 
Who the fuck are these people? Are these Facebook just niggas? Up, just look up Batman Kappa on the YouTube, bro. Just look him up. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he was a scammer. You know what I'm saying? Especially on the credit card scams and shit like that. From Chicago? Yeah. Like the one nigga scammer. He got he got locked up by the feds and shit like that. But the thing was was that they couldn't take everything from him because he paid his taxes. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so by him getting locked up and shit like that, of course, you know, he learned how to get better at that shit. Learning the legal loopholes, how to protect himself. Legal. Oh, he out here. He out here, boy. Yeah. He out here. He he teaching people how to do shit. Real estate. He got 245,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. You got to check out Bandman Kevo. You know okay, what, what about it? Basic credit credit advice, simple. All right, what about Bandman Kevo? But that's what I'm saying. He gives out real useful information that a person can enact right this second. But this versus is. What Roland Martin does in cry a way, about the government. In a way, it's like it keeps you stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Because the stuff that some of the stuff that Roland Martin does, it doesn't empower you. That's the thing. It's the fact of it's like he balances with the economic. It's almost like, okay, I'm gonna give you intellectual masturbation, but it's gonna keep you stagnant. You understand what I'm saying? Versus Bro, I need to see the videos you watch. Cause but, what you saying, I don't see this shit. But man man Kevo gets you something that you can easily go ahead and just apply. Even I mean, if it's just the basic shit in terms of, okay, let me do this just to improve my credit by 20 points. Well, I, okay, I can see where he's teaching like the different tricks that the banks do no, let's go to, to let's take go more to... money from you. Right. Okay, so it's 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 helpful. I'm looking at it. It's helpful. Right. You know, different things you could stop from happening to you and different ways you can improve your financial situation. And also he says shit like stop doing you know, goofy shit that everybody else do. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, stop flashing your fucking money and shit like that. But this is along the lines of helping your people. Like That's it, what this is. That to me, I feel that way on my end because I'm looking like, bro, he is giving a more realistic... I agree. A more realistic point of view. And by him being a former scammer, that's like dealing with the Wolf of Wall Street. He got locked up with the shit he did. But he got out and still learned the legal side of the shit. The legal loopholes to do this shit. Right. I get, yeah, You, I think you're right about Bandman Kevo. I think you're wrong. About? Roland Martin. Okay. Because, see, here's the thing. You say he got a balance with the, econom with the economics, this right? This my perspective, but go ahead. I go. know. Okay, nigga, I'm just telling you how I think it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he got a balance with the economics, and this is why I say he don't. His idea of economics, if I could, like, put it in one ball and just throw it at you and say, this is really what it is. Mm -hmm. It's... We really can't win in economics unless the government give us a handicap. You understand what I'm saying? Which the handicap might be giving us money or, you know what I mean? And that is, that's so irresponsible if you ask me. Because it's not giving you any power. And what these niggas want is for black people, more black people, to have more power, right? But they telling you it's got to come from somebody, and no one has ever given anyone power. You have to go and get power. Nobody, I don't give a fuck what we, the only motherfuckers giving power is us giving the government power. Power respects power. <laughs> right. Iron sharpens iron, steel right. sharpens steel. And if somebody give you power, how are they going to respect you? You, they kid. They gave you power, but ain't, ain't nobody ever gave power. 
it's it's like a bunch of alpha males in a room and they recognize each other and they got that vibe like oh yeah that's that's my brother right kind of fit kind of vibe you know what i'm saying and it's like a mutual respect amongst each other kind of like where jay-z and diddy is right now in their relationship and like they really ain't friends but it's like you running things i'm running things Fuck it, we running things. Yeah. Ain't Diddy, you ain't as smart as me on the business side, but you got your thing going. I'm just, hey, I'm glad to see us at this level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That we have more control. You know what I'm saying? You speaking uh, from their point of view? In a way. Oh, okay. You know, because you know, Diddy always like to do what Toast and say, the black man is God. You know what I'm saying? Do he? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'd rather listen to the young Pharaoh say the black woman is God. <laughs> hey, did hey them niggas got money though? I don't sweat what they I don't sweat what they say because you know, I don't either. Because I'm like, you know what? It's like people. If I get rich, I never rub shoulders with them because that's boule. That's a whole different. That's what I was. I was about to arena. go into that. I was about to go into that. Like you think about, like okay. You want to be a part of something. You know what I'm saying? You want to be a part of something, uh, something that is unique and that is special in its own way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why people value clout so much. It's because they want to be around somebody of influence. Especially if they believe if that person's in a higher level than them. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's at the most, but at the very least, same level, but have that same vision in terms of, you know, they want more. You know what I'm saying? And that could be just an equal vision. You could have different perspectives in terms of like, well, I want to do this. And then one person be like, well, I want to do that. But they both got a vision of they want more. And they will agree to that part right there. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, by and by them they'll find like-minded people that want more and create a fraternal brotherhood of those select few. Right, but that's not them. No, I'm just getting That's not who we talking about. They ain't created no fraternal order. They part of it. But what I'm saying Before they got cool, they was part of the same animal. But people want to be a part of something and everything. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I you get, get it? I get it. I don't get it. Like some people feel like that I think it's just boule from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, from those deaths back in the day, you niggas is boule. Yeah, and then but now. at the same time, it's like you got family that's you know what I'm saying that's masons and stuff like that, and then you got some family members that been in Freemasonry for a long time and decided to go further into it and everything. And you might have some people that study stuff like you know esoteric, you know what I'm saying. Um, things and stuff. They probably decided to join the Golden Dawn. You never know. You know what I'm saying? And what is the Golden Dawn from our perspective versus what the Golden Dawn is from their perspective? We don't have a perspective on it. Some people be like, that's Illuminati, wop you wham and stuff. And then the other person is like, define Illuminati. Just all these little bunch of secret societies. Then we just throw them all under the umbrella of Illuminati. Right. I don't even like saying the damn word. Right. I haven't. I don't think I said the word since 2012. It's like woke. eleven. It's like woke. 
woke. Woke is ridiculous. Right. It's like, it, it just be like, man, it, it was a good word. Like, y'all fucked it up. Remember five years ago, woke was the shit. Right. What, what's the old girl name? They used to have the hats. She's probably still got it because I'm pretty sure she trademarked it. Well, who was it? Snow the product? Yeah. Woke. And But, um, yeah. That, yeah, she gay now. So. She what? She gay now. <laughs> you say so fine? Uh, she all right. She all right. But still, uh, <laughs> she had a job. <laughs> <laughs> she gay, huh? Oh, man. That's crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, she's cold as hell though on that rap shit though, boy. Give it to her. Last time I heard her, I was like, I'm I think I'm being disappointed. I feel like you're going close more and more towards mainstream. She crossing. Yeah, I'm like, it's the it's the crossover. She crossing, bro. Coming, you know what I'm saying, into play. And I'm and then that's what I throw in the whole like, okay, what you're going through personally. They're going to use that to push your image as well. And it works hand in hand. But I'm not, I don't know what you're referring to, what you're going through personally. No. Okay. Right now, her being a lesbian. Okay. You know what I'm saying? On top of being a female, on top of being a Latina. So how many minorities you claim in there? It's a lot of minority cards you play. All she gotta do next is be a dude. Then you're a trans. You then you in the game, right? She gonna lose fans like a motherfucker. Like her hardcore fans, they're gonna look at her like nigga, what's wrong with you? I mean, she gonna lose Latino fans anyway. Just by being gay. They really don't like that shit. But I mean, who likes that it's, shit? It's well, the, you have you have the generation. There's the generational gap that comes into play because then you have your millennial generation, the later millennials. Okay, yeah, I will give you that. Well, I don't know. Yes, I, yes no, yes, no, because they're quick to no. He was a homophobe, bro. So, but the it. millennial Hispanic community. See, this is what I'm saying. Do you have your finger to that post? I don't. I don't know if they react in the same way. You think it's still more traditional? Hell yeah. Okay. The the you. this new generation of Hispanics, yeah, I know they more traditional than us and these white folks. No, they, younger generations. You no, know, in terms of, I think okay, you got you definitely have a point there. I think is might have chiseled away at it, but compared to everybody else, they yeah, they kind of got it solid. Them and um Indians, yeah, they Middle still listen to their grandparents and shit, name mamas and daddies. And Middle Eastern folks, in terms of just having the kids in check. I mean, the Middle Eastern be like, "Look, I beat, I kill you." <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, I'm sure they still. Whip I their bury kids. your ass on the beach with your head out and hey, stone it. I ain't heard one, one of them or Africans say that say that their parents did not beat them. Right. They uh, that was a universal thing in terms of whether you was from the Middle East or you from Africa. You feel me? But yeah, they parents ain't they didn't. In the spirit of rock. Right. Yeah, I think these Hispanics are a little more traditional, bro. And then, yeah, you got the you got the Hispanics, you got that community right there. Chocolate's still strong over there. Because now, now, <laughs> now the ones who are going away from more traditional would be the Mexican communities. Mm, out of the Latino community? Yes. Okay. The Mexicans. Because, but see, 
Like you got like the El Salvadorians, they different. You got the Cubans, the Colombians. Now these motherfuckers is the, the different. They're more independent thinking. The Mexicans are more right now trying to start thinking like the white people here. Innovative. They're trying to innovate. Like they feel like they on the same platform. So now they don't, they don't. Do you think like they feel like they have more freedom? Or do you feel like they're trying to be like somebody? Because some people feel like, well, you're trying to be white. And I'm looking at this that like, like, what do you mean by that? Because you know, I've learned military, even through some of the teachings of Elijah Muhammad, was to study certain people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they have influence. You know what I'm saying? And if they have the ability to do things, movers and shakers, watch how they go about things and stuff. And you, you see them building. Hell, South Park made a, you know what I'm saying, funny episode about that shit. Not what Elijah Muhammad said, but they were saying during this crisis, you still got white people <laughs> building houses. Right. In those exact words. You know what I'm saying? No matter, even in a time of crisis, you know, white people have nothing to do but to build and sell houses. Sounds about right. You know, so I'm like, okay. <clears throat> And some people they get at, shit done, bro. Yeah, and I'm looking, and some people look at certain things like that and look down on it. I'm like, if you gonna play the white supremacy card, okay, you saying that they've been enjoying privileges and all that shit. So you telling me that while you sitting there watching them exercise those privileges of building, you telling me that. You don't picture yourself in that same position as building. Right. <clears throat> I they man, we we're not. Cause I'm looking like cause the only cause the only way the Supreme Park comes into play is that you're envious of somebody that has more than you, more access than you. And you say, well, privilege. Well, that's what I mean, access. Because that's what privilege gives you. It gives you access. I don't see it as privilege. That's why I call it access. Like I see, honestly, I'm going to be honest. White, listen, white people just go and they act and they get it done. And they don't need a slave to do it. Like, are there any... The mindset. It's a different mindset. Are there any not white people in this country that um, that have done, in this country, what the Amish people have done? Because they say, well, white people can only build when they go and get slaves to make them do the work. But that's not what you see in the Amish communities all around this country. Them niggas coming together. And they doing the work. Everybody, granddaddy down the goddamn, the three-year-old bringing some wood in too. And the quality of the work. Mask. Nigga, it's- you buying it, you getting taxed. Let's just say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. You know, you those are master craftsmen right there. Right, and it's not praising them. It's just like, bro, we don't get it done. Like, okay. I don't want to say praise I think them, you but, saw, I still, but I, I still think, give them props. I think you might have seen some of this live stream I did. When I, the, I still give them props for still maintaining a certain simple lifestyle that still exists, that still gives you the indication that, damn, that's still attainable. 
Right. It's not impossible. We got to go. We got to learn from them, though. The Amish, we got to learn from them. We got to. And, and we won't. We don't want to learn from them. There we go. There he is. Learning. Because they kids play around chicken coops and shit. And we don't want to do that. I'm like, but nigga. But you want to learn how to box. Yeah. I mean, it, that's some good training right there. So <laughs> I did this live stream about these black women that got together and they bought all these acres, 90 acres. And Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think you saw it, right? Some yeah, of it. Some, yeah. And I went back looking. To follow up? Like a few weeks ago. Okay. There was still nothing on that land, not even a shack built. See, that's what I'm talking about. Now, white people won't do that question, with a piece of land. Okay, my question is: Is that how many people own that land and that are still there from the time of purchase? And what are their professions? I don't know because I'm looking like I know you got somebody amongst them. If not them, they can hire somebody that specializes in. Finding a water system. So you have running water. Okay. It is nothing to build. You can all you gotta crawl before you can walk. But before you have a water system, you get hey, you gotta have a shack first. Right. And this is what I was getting to. You crawl before you can walk. You start out just because what you start with is not gonna be what you finish with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Start out with a shack. Hell, we did that shit in Iraq. You know what I'm saying? We had tents. And then Right after we had tents, we able to build those uh, those things construction workers use. You know what I'm saying? When they about to build some shit, they got a, not a tent, but a shack where they, you know what I'm saying, have where they do their operations at, and, you know, where all the uh, bosses and shit sit in. Okay. Or whatever. And do go over the plans and shit like that or whatever, the office. Um, you can have that and set up. Hell, you see motherfuckers have, you know, porta johns. And shit like that. And you, until you set up. Is that a bathroom? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Have some temporary. It's like, okay, you first moved in. You start off with, you know what I'm saying, paper plates, plastic plates. And eventually through time, you're going to end up having fine china. Or some right. china. You know what I'm saying? You start off. You got to cry. Well, you can walk back. Now, what I will say about this situation is I can't completely compare it to what white people would do. Mm-hmm. Because with white people, from the start. It wouldn't have been done that way, saying it wouldn't have been a group of white women that went to go purchase that land. It would have been the men leading the way. So I I just, we fucked up from the foundation, bro. Because the plan would have already like, you know what I'm saying? Got the guys, I'm going to buy it. And the guys got the guys that's going to build it. Right. Got the blueprint. It's a whole blueprint laid out when we went looking for land. Right. You feel me? And the guys laying out a blueprint and all watching and being like, hey, you finna build this, you finna build that, you finna build this, we're gonna set this up right here. And you hey, we need a park for the kids, so we're gonna set up a park right, right. here. Right. Cause the men pull up, pull the table up and roll out that big ass blueprint paper. Hey, yeah. look. You didn't have a visual of what this could be, but this motherfucker just laid out a visual for you. Now you got somewhere to start. And and we need a beautiful courtyard. You know, so the families can walk and walk our dogs and everything. We got to have a place for our dogs. We love our dogs. America loves dogs. Yes, and that's not even a color thing. We all love our pets. 
Y'all don't give a fuck if it's an iguana. Look, I know so many black people that love their fucking snakes. Nigga cry right now when the snake die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I just think, man, we we ain't gonna get nowhere with this um what is it, 75% of black kids raised in single parent households, almost all of them single female parent households. Right. We really ain't gonna get nowhere like that, bro. We can't get forward. That's why you'll see me go back and forth on marriage. But I don't go away from, I don't dislike marriage when I talk about disliking it because of, I don't want you to be with a woman like that. It's like, I love it. It's it's like my, the problems I have with it is what the government, the control it gives the government. Right. The third party. If y'all want to fall out, all of a sudden, these people that have nothing to do with you making decisions for y'all. Aside, and they leaning with the woman. Aside, aside from the third party. Because they know it fucks a family up for a woman to lead the family. Right. Aside from the third party, government, entity. You know, to me, I, I like marriage only in terms of you and your significant other share the same wavelength and it's not going to happen at the beginning you feel me it's gonna take time and you know I, I some people say you know the traditional way is that you know before y'all moving together you got to get married i disagree with that you have to learn and learn how to live with this person and ain't that many people that say that no more you know that, I, that's a small number now right so i'm looking at it as that man you know hey can you go to the bathroom while this other person is doing they make Vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. I mean, the whole thing is with the woman. Right. I mean, whatever. Like, you, I, you could be somebody I just met three weeks ago. We fucking, hell yeah, I could take a shit while you doing your right. no, I, I, <laughs> But I'm a dude. I'm like a Viking out in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? But it's, <laughs> Can the woman handle that? Right. And then- Let me brush my teeth while you on the toilet. Oh, man. And then hard times. How are you doing hard times? Point blank. That That's, that's killing relationships. That's right there is testing, you, you understand, the durability of your armor. What you made of. This shit that happened this past year is a perfect example. Not just marriage, but relationships. And having one and trying to maintain one, spite of all the other bullshit that's going on. Right. And still trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel. Still trying to find happiness in the midst of a lot of this madness that we're experiencing. Right. Because this past year, the domestic beatings went up. Whatever. You're stuck in the house now with your with your wife and right. you, and you in there beating her ass, or she beating your ass. If she if you got a big bitch, she probably put paws on you. It's either you doing a lot of fucking or a lot of fighting. It's a lot of both. Hey. He so, like his girl with a black eye. It's sexy to him. <laughs> Whatever. That's a different demographic. All right, it ain't nothing to laugh at, but yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about those those guys, those meatheads. Right. You know what I'm saying. Those meatheads, huh? <laughs> Archie Bunker, meatheads. Well, me, uh, he was the he was just an old school, you know. Guy that had a, a certain way, of, a certain look at certain things, you know what I'm saying? And then 
he was going through the changes of society. Who? Archie Bunker. Oh, he's a character. You know, but the song, I love the intro song. I like the whole show. The song was just like, it was like, a, it was they, when they were singing that, you know, it was basically, they was just reminiscent of how, you know, the good, how the country was. Not a bunch of people with their handouts. Everybody pulled his weight. If you remember, that's part of the lyrics that they were singing, you know, so. Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah, shit. but that was about white people wanting handouts too. Remember that shit be it's big now. But everybody wants some handouts. But you had you had a bunch of stuff that was going on at that time too that he had to get used to. You understand? Because of, you know, later on, you know, you had his kids, Mike and Gloria, that represented the new generation of you know, of adults, of the new wave of the people that's gonna be running the country. Representing the hippies. Right. Um because Mike couldn't keep a whole damn job. Right. And then another demographic comes into play. You know what I'm saying? You had later on in the uh series of All in the Family with George Jefferson moving into the neighborhood. You know right. what I'm saying? And they had the same names as they had on the Jeffersons. Yeah. It was the same it was a spinoff. You know, so And I what do you think of the Jeffersons? It was funny. Right. But the concept. Well, the concept. What do you mean? What was the, the concept of the Jeffersons? Moving on up to the east side to get a piece of the pie. I mean, that was the intro song, but no, I, saying, I never saw an episode where they wasn't up already. What I'm saying, like, nice house. Nice penthouse. You know what I'm saying? George, uh, the Jeffersons, they own the cleaners. They own the business. Yeah, downstairs. You know what I'm saying? And shit. I didn't think. When there's them, I think they had their kids was was living too in the um in the same complex. The concept. I mean, I just thought the show you was had, really funny. You had black when I was a kid. Owners. You had black business owners during that time frame on television. Right. You know what I'm saying? And how many shows at that time was showing that demographic? You know what I'm saying? And then later on. You will have your, you know what I'm saying, Family Matters Cosby Show. Right. But I think it almost almost went to, it's like a downgrade to me. You think we need more shows showing that? More Jeffersons. Wait, hold on. What, what was the downgrade? downgrade? Because Jefferson showed black business owners, you understand? Um the Cosby show had corporate workers. I can say corporate workers because doctor, he was a doctor and then Claire was a lawyer. Right. So there was no downgrade. Then they worked. You know what I'm saying? They didn't own their own business. And then you had family matters where Carl Winslow was a cop. Right. That's why I was looking at it in terms from an economic standpoint. But that came, that became, that was more realistic. Yes, more blue collar. Right. That was more realistic with what you see. Um. Yeah, because more people can relate to that part right there. Yeah, the Jeffersons wasn't as realistic um as Good Times. That Good Times was reality for a large percentage of the communities. Mm -hmm. But because remember, as white people struggled, they like Good Times because they were struggling. Also, 
Right. Would you so it was more successful for people to relate versus what people could aspire to? No, I like Family Matters better, not because I just like Family Matters because it was funnier to me. Like now I can't laugh at none of that shit. The only thing I can go back and laugh at now is Martin. Everything back then is like not funny to me anymore. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I guess you get I guess you could put the dream on television. But like I said, with the Jeffersons, I didn't see any of the work to get them there. It was just the song said moving on up, but I never saw like the was there episodes at the beginning where they they were down and moving up because it seemed I just I, from what I see it looked like it started in the penthouse as them making it made it already right okay okay but like Winslow and them wasn't struggling no on the um what's that Family Matters right they weren't struggling blue collar cop great family unit with grandmas at the crib too yeah yeah. Was that in Chicago? Yeah. He was a Chicago cop? Yeah. That's what I said. Chicago ain't the same since Carl Winslow. In 227, that, was, that wasn't Chicago, no, no, no. was it? Show felt like Chicago. Shout out to Brenda. <laughs> she still playing. Who? She got better. She got, she, she, I ain't going to say got better, but she aged I can't well. picture. She aged well. Take a look at Regina King right now. That Regina, oh yeah, Regina King. She looked like my mama. She always have. But I like Regina King. And they took that damn seven second show after one season. You seen it? Netflix? Was that the new show? Last year, seven seconds. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, bro, it was so dope. Getting, One she, season, then they canceled it. I know she's been getting like accolades, though. Like She's been men mentioned on, like nominated. How many movies and shows she been in, bro? She just... Not just acted, but behind, like directed and shit, too, I think. Oh, well, I don't know nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to a lot of, you know, shout out to, you know, there was a lot of things I was thinking about, not thinking about, but when they were showing uh, voice actors. You know what right. I'm saying? This, you know, like Uncle Phil. You okay. Know what I'm saying James Avery. Like he was the voice of the shredder. Uncle Phil. Voice of the shredder. On the cartoon Ninja Turtles. So does that make you proud when you see black people did this? Yeah. Black people did this? You no, know, what it is is just I see like what so many more, so much more stuff that you see, like the people that you already saw, like, man, yeah, you already like James Avery as Philip Banks. But you didn't know he did this too and did that too. And right. The voice of that too. So it's not just saying black folks. You know what I'm saying? It's just more like this this person that you already kind of grew up with a little bit because Fresh Prince was on for how many seasons? I don't know. Nah. Oh, shit. I don't even know. I'm just throwing a number out right? there. You know what I'm saying? And those shows, those black shows, Family Matters. You know what I'm I, saying? I could watch the Fresh Prince. I don't think I would laugh. It was just it was good for memories. It was. I wouldn't laugh now because, like no, I said, the only thing still well, funny is Martin. No, the, uh, it, it was a couple joints that they, that I, that you know it was funny to me. It was funny back then. Like, now would you laugh at it? 
I feel like the only thing I go back and watch now that's funny is Martin. Nothing else. Like, it's all just like, oh, I remember this. Like, it's cool to watch the shit because you remember it. But the only thing that's really will make me crack the fuck up like I did back then is Martin. Or maybe a couple, maybe two episodes on Jamie Foxx. He got a show coming out, too. But this is what I wanted to ask you, because I was having a conversation with somebody about this. Okay. Okay, you know how they say, we don't know where we came from exactly. Does finding out all of that information about our heritage help us with moving forward now? No. I think it's cool to have a camp, have some people do it. Right. But don't invest everything into it. Have somebody do it while you're, okay, you got a group focusing on the past, let's have a group focusing on the future. Right, but personally, you want to know your heritage. Like, I looked into you want to know where your DNA kind of go track, go back on a personal level. Like you want to see that, but well, I don't believe we can trace DNA. But I've dug, uh, I've dug in roots. I've dug in the roots, and I found a lot of information. But I say that did, that did for me to notice. It did nothing to help me with what's in front of me. Like knowing that shit or not knowing it is not going to affect what's going to happen next in my life. People, un- but some people would be like, "Man, that that's important. You need to know that so you can know." You know, they use the whole um, cliche thing. You need to know where you came from to know where you're going. I'm looking like, man, maybe at an earlier time that would have more effect on a person versus now. You have so many distractions. <laughs> let's just let's just be real. We got so many motherfucking distractions to throw us off. You know what I'm saying? And versus what the distractions was back then. Right. I've never seen a person say, man, I went and found all this out about my bloodline and my family and I know where I came from and this helped me with success in my next step in life. And I've never heard it and I don't think I'm ever going to hear it because that shit does not matter. People be like, I need to know who I am. And I'm like, well, before I found out what the fuck all that shit was in the past, I am who I was. I'm still. You want to know? Like, it didn't change who I am. You want to see who you are? Take your ass. Look, they got some shit called Man of War or whatever the fuck they call themselves. You feel me? It's a training program that costs ridiculous amount of money. It's nothing but fucking basic training. That's all it is. It's fucking boot camp. And what I mean by that, going through obstacle course, tiring your body out, you and, a, you know what I'm saying, a group of people, you know, eventually um, working up, working as a team, you building self-esteem through adversity, finding right. out who you are individually as a person. That will have an effect on future because you're finding out who you are. You know what's helping me? I had to tell myself I'm a failure. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That helped me. I think what would help you the most 
is sitting down reflecting on who you are and what you've done and be honest mm -hmm. with what you've done. Mm -hmm. Don't say, I'm great. Mm -hmm. You're not. If you're not where you want to be, you're not great. You're a failure. You've been trying to do it for years. You're trying to get to a certain point for years. We ain't got there. That makes me a fair. I had to tell myself this shit a million times. You got to stop. Yeah. You told yourself. Yeah. I feel what you're saying. It's like how we try to tell motherfuckers stop simping. You got to tell yourself the same shit. Derek Jackson. <laughs> Derek Jackson. Stop simping to yourself as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> you feel me? You got you to gotta face your, the harsh reality of certain shit. Like, yeah. And it's good. And, and, and you know what? It's good. That I sit down and tell myself that because it falls in line with what I tell other people. I say, you can't just be out here telling these people what they want to hear. They ain't going to help them. Yeah. So you got to do it. I got to do it with myself, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's helping me. I feel like, nigga, muscles going to grow. I without a weight lift, nigga. I'm finna be Superman in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Intellectual steroids. I just think we fucked. As I sit, okay. As I sit, and yesterday I was watching. I got an honest question. Go ahead, ask. What's the honest question? During this past year, and I asked myself the same question. Has this situation helped or hurt you? What situation? This pandemic. I can't see how I can't see how it helped or hurt me at all personally. Okay, because like it didn't stop my it it never stopped my work schedule. Like nothing, I Did like it, I nothing really changed in my life. Like okay, question. I didn't go out a lot. I didn't go out a lot of places. Remember? Right now, let's go back to what you said when you had that conversation with yourself. Right. When did you have that conversation with yourself? Oh man, this probably started like a few months ago. Now this was during the pandemic. It had nothing to do with the pandemic. No, it's just the ironic of the timing. Like I never sat down and really felt like not the man, pandemic. I'm tired of being in this house and okay. this pandemic is like I never had that because I'm I've been in this house for what since 2016. Right. But it's not saying that you saying this pandemic, it could have it could happen subconsciously. You know what I'm saying? In terms of how you know how we see how society is reacting to these things you know what i'm saying and then at the same time looking at what we currently do in terms of jobs it's not guaranteed you know what i mean and you figured out what's part of your mental conditioning how to turn it up the stuff that you love to do you decided to turn it up a notch you know what right. I'm saying? Because you now you're relying more on yourself. Well, that ha if that happens. It has nothing to do with it, even if you think I'm subconsciously. Not I'm not saying so. Like that happens because that happens because I'm I was I was starting to feel stagnant. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, damn, I ain't made no progress. Like I'm doing okay, but I ain't made no progress. You know what I mean? It's like shooting free throws. You shooting free throws all day, every day, but you still only shoot at seventy percent. You ain't get worse. You still at seventy percent. Some you you got to do something different 
to get up to 73%. Like, because you're stagnant right here. And it's like that, man. I, I really can't think of how the pandemic affected me other than, like, when I was going to the gym and then these motherfuckers started talking about, now you got to wear a mask to work out. Okay, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't doing that. Um, it's affected my daughter, I'm sure, because there's a lot less outside. Um, not hanging out with all of her friends. She really only hang out with one of her friends right now. That's because they family, right. you know. So, hey, man, look. And that, that's... But the pandemic, I think it affected most people. I just think I wasn't a part of that part because, like, my schedule didn't change. It was like, go to work, get off, daughter, come home, cook, internet, guitar, like, TV, you know, the same shit. Right. So, I don't know, though. I mean, I mean, it's something to think about. I just don't see... It affected me on the toll road. Now that I can't get no money, you got to go through, and then you got to remember to go, and then you forget to go online and pay. Then they send your ass. You didn't. You didn't skip four tolls of one dollar and fifty cents. So now you one owe twenty five dollars and sixty cents. One better is that you got to go through all that shit just to pay the shit in terms. So you can't just drop your fucking plate number. No, you have to find out what exit and all that shit. No, you don't no more. Oh, okay. <laughs> they send you the paper. They give you a, the number. And, but you can just, look, you can just do your plate number. <laughs> I just used to piss me off. I'm like, wait a minute. They had me do all this motherfucking work. But then if I violate the shit, they'll send me this notice with just my fucking plate number and how much money I owe. So I bet if they violated me, they just look up my plate number and they just see all the shit that I miss and just say, all right, this is how much you owe. How come you can't do that shit for me right now if I put my plate number like you said? You know what I'm saying? And just right, y'all going off my plate number. Why the fuck I, I can't, can't go? Play. They did used to do that shit. I'm like y'all think y'all slick, bro. Y'all, I said y'all. But you know what? It might still be like that like, because I never remember to go pay. I wait till they send me this twenty five dollar fucking thing for four or five toes I didn't forgot to pay, and I I actually type in not no I put. I think I type like, in the invoice number. Like sometimes you'll put your plate number in and they'll list the shit that you miss. And you be like, I thought that was more. Oh, no, it was more. And then next thing you know, some other Some more in. come in. Right. And you like, wait a minute, I thought. The other ones were just like a week later. So they, gonna, they doing their paperwork later. It, oh, it's all coming. I just want to know why the fees. The total of my missed, listen, the total of my missed toes on this newest one I got is $9. The fees is $15. It's like the interest is $15, but the principal is not. Like, like <laughs> damn, I can understand the, the fine or the fee for not forgetting to pay and all that shit. Why is it more than the actual toes? Like, why can't it just be like $7? Six dollars, you know what I'm saying? Shit like car payments, but just I forgot to pay this nine dollars and twenty cents, so now I gotta pay that plus fifteen dollars and eighty cents. This is, come on now, bro. Wish you can negotiate them shits like a car payment, man. Like how much is the principal? All right, you can't negotiate with the state. What? Jesse White? <laughs> what? Blagojevich? <laughs> Nigga, we running everything here, Illinois. Right. Illinois so fucked up. Manigan finally stepped down, but he still got a hand in it. You know what I'm saying? 
Man, I don't know what's going on, bro. I just know all of that. Here's the good thing. We're in DuPage County, right? So, the, um, what's the name of it? The racial, oh man, I can't believe, I can't think of this. This always happens to me. I'm going to have dementia at 45. Uh, <laughs> the the, the name. Oh, so critical race theory really ain't hit our school. It ain't hit our schools out here. It's about to. Is it? Yes. When? What? Did you go to the school board? The um, what was that? The PTA meeting? Live. That should be live and shit like that. Because if I don't, uh, my wife would tell me about certain shit that's going to be coming down. Teaching, teaching kids how not to be racist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, I don't know. I'll be schooling my daughter anyway. Look, I'm looking like you got to do shit to pass, but listen, baby I'm like, girl, listen. I'm like kids are not racist until somebody teach them at the crib. Like if they're watching TV and they're overhearing their parents' views on society. And he's seeing something on TV saying Black Lives Matter. And then they seeing the parents saying, well, what about police lives? What about all that stuff? You understand? But that's not racist. It's not. It's not. But even though they'll say it, what society is going to perceive what is going on right now, oh, that's racist. You know what I'm saying? Because they're stupid. See, because, like, look, this is what black folks would do when we had these conversations. I would say, man, I know a lot of white people. I don't think they in their houses like teaching racist shit to their kids. I don't think it's happening like that. And what will happen is, how you know you ain't in their house. So since I'm not in their house, I can't assume that they not doing this shit. But you not in their house and you can assume that they are doing this. Based on what? You get what I'm saying? Right. I, I almost said a slippery slope. I'm be tired of your ass saying shit because you be having me saying shit. Cause you know what I, I really <laughs> like, and I don't like that shit. Like, you see what's going on with Papa John's? It don't Shaq own that shit? Shaq own no. He might own a Papa John's, a franchise, maybe even seven. Bro, Papa John's is corporate. Same as so you can have a franchise. You cannot own Papa John's. Same as Shaq. Shaq is a franchise. All right, man. Shaq is a corporate. But he ain't. He just, he just put out his uh, IPO. So <laughs> ain't nobody checking for Shaq. Ain't nobody checking for Shaq. Man. What Shaq products we checking for? Man, we talking about that man got shoes in Walmart going through the roof. I was buying them Shaqs. Where? You seen them in there lately? In Walmart, yeah. My Walmart's over here ain't got no goddamn Shaqs in them. They got and ones. <laughs> and ones is the basketball shoe over here in Walmart, nigga. Yeah. You only like fifteen minutes away. So I don't know. That Walmart over there got checks. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. How about that? But what's going on with Papa John? You know what? I saw shorts with the Shaq symbol on it. But I don't see nobody with that shit on, man. <laughs> Nigga, I was going to the gym. I ain't ran into one motherfucker with no Shaq shorts on. I seen the N1 shorts from Walmart all up in the gym. Ain't nobody letting them go. 
What was it saying? How they gonna do? Oh well, Air One's still relevant, so fuck it. It's not. That's why it's in Walmart. What's, I mean, it could have been worse. It's not even the good Chinese company making them. It's one of the. <laughs> they just, had they, they had a good run, man. Yeah, the mixtapes was. Busting I mean, them, they they were some good shoes back then. The mixtapes was busting that foot action. They <laughs> were some good shoes back then. Okay, but what's happening with Papa John's is yeah, the black guy having a conversation with his manager at Papa John's, and he's recording it. Puts the recording out. You don't get to hear what the black guy said, but they got this recording of the manager saying, "So." It's racist if I say white pride, but it's not racist if you say black pride. Now, that's what he said. And then there's another recording of him saying, well, white people created Western civilization. Now, these two statements, which, okay, white people created Western civilization, fact. Now, we don't know why he was saying it. it, it it's obviously part of a conversation that they not giving us. Right. You know what I'm saying? As he was recording this shit, he, they took this out of the what they put out for us. That's a fact. They saying that's racist that he said that. Now, his view on it's not okay for him to say white pride, but it's okay for him to say black pride. I I agree with that. How is that racist that he sees it? Like that. Do you think that's racist? No, but I think it's a dumb thing to bring up at work. It's part of a conversation. Who started the conversation? What is saying in the conversation? What did the black guy say in his part of the conversation? We not getting none of this shit. That's the part of what I'm saying. Like it's a dumb subject to bring up at the workplace because like you said, we didn't get the whole audio. So that could have been a baited conversation. That could have been him baiting. Uh, I mean, I know it was. Why he recording? Who just be recording? Right. And my question is, why did you feel the need to do that? Because niggas ain't shit. But <laughs> nigga. <laughs> That's the goal of far conclusion, right there. <laughs> so, but anyway, this guy reports it to corporate. He gets fired. No, the black guy gets fired. Now I'm not, I'm not now. I don't understand why he got... I'm I'm pretty sure he got fired for recording the conversation. Yeah, because it's probably against company policy. Right. They probably like, you ain't even supposed to have your phone on the clock. Boom. So in order for you to do to pick up this conversation, you have to break the rules first. So right. They probably, go, they probably doing things in a sequence. Look at it as that, okay, before... The timeline. Yeah. So before this guy was able to say anything... You had to break our company policy by activating his phone during a company workout. Was even this was not doing a lunch break. This is not doing. Or, what if corporate got the whole conversation recording? Because what was put out to us was put out by the news. They probably got the whole recording, but you know the media gonna play with shit. What if corporate got the whole recording? And it's got what the black dude's saying. What if he's saying racist shit? But then he got what was coming to him. Okay, so here's what happened. The founder goes to meet the founder that was in Hot Water 2019. Remember that? For some bullshit. Because he did nothing wrong. Um, He goes to meet with the black guy 
and they make corporate fire the manager. And now the black guy's suing. And the founder is there like, hey, I'm trying to right a wrong and we need to fix this. And it's like, what's to fix? Why do black people want to be treated like babies? I want to hear that recording, bro. You starting to think of the angle now? Like, are you starting to see like, okay, motherfuckers trying to play an angle? What do you mean? I need more details on the question. Like, okay, your intent is not even noble. You intentionally want to be treated as, you know what I'm saying, a special person. Yeah, I don't know if they know it. Like, maybe this, the whole environment is making them feel like they're doing something right. You know what I mean? It's a slippery slope, bro. <laughs> but you know what I think is happening right with this? But it's going to create resentment. It's going to create racist people. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna create then what you going to do when you got your issue? Are you ready? You're going to create resentment. Those silent enemies I was speaking about earlier. I feel no, like no, they, no. I don't even feel like a silent. I feel like they're trying to create... No, because you're creating shit that you don't even think. You're not thinking of, you feel me, the long-term effect. That's why I said it's a slippery slope. Motherfuckers only thinking about shit now. They're not thinking about the long-term effect of this shit. Well, that falls in line with majority of our community. We don't think long-term. Why we don't buy life insurance. You know what I mean? America is fucked. They they creating racist. They creating the racism they saying. They talking about was here. And they voting for the racist people. I mean, they might all be racist. But voting for the people that we know is racist? Oh, that's crazy. But then they say the same thing about like a Donald Trump, right? But the shit that they use to say he's racist is them twisting what he's saying. So then you realize, okay, well, that's not racist. But then they continue to use it. Like when you when you try to give one of these people a video showing what was exactly said, they will flat out say, I'm not even going to listen to that. So that's dangerous now. When the left will say, I'm not even going to listen to that, but this proves what I'm saying. It's not twisted. It's not edited. Just look at it. I'm not even going to look at that. I saw it on CNN. No, you didn't. You saw them saying what the fuck he said. They didn't tell you exactly what he said. Just listen to what exactly these people are saying. But they'll say, they will flat out say, I'm not even going to listen to that. That's dangerous. Like, the, the evidence they used in court against Trump when they show him having a speech before the riot, right? Mm -hmm. They say, we're going to go down to the Capitol, and then they cut off him and showed the crowd saying, take the Capitol. And it like fell in line with like, as if he said, we're going to go to the Capitol and take the Capitol. 
for some studio engineers. But it wasn't him. They cut to the people saying that at a different time. Yeah, it's the studio engineers, nigga. They chopping chopping your shit up and throwing in ad libs from outside and shit to make a whole motherfucking verse and shit. <laughs> now you got people who didn't heard your song, critics. They mad as hell at you. They ready to throw you, you know what I'm saying, to the wolves because they heard of some verse that has some features that you ain't even expect to have a feature. Right. That's all. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> So, you know what I'm happy about when I look in the suburbs where we at now? It was a time I didn't want to see it, but I'm happy. I'm starting to see more black people out here. And 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 why I'm starting to see more black people out here in the suburbs? Because I feel like these are more black kids getting better educations. Okay. I think that's better for the future of our people. And like Somebody feel like somebody like my daughter. Like, okay. Um, now there's a better chance the black man she end up being with won't be some goofy, dumbass, thug ass nigga fuck boy. from the streets. You know what I'm saying? Fuck boy. Yeah, fuck boy. There's a better chance of her getting being with a black man that's out here. Got an education. It ain't gotta be like a, a college education. Because you know how fucked up Chicago public schools is. Like, the public schools in these big cities are terrible. Like, Baltimore is... <laughs> nigga. I don't even want to talk about Baltimore. <laughs> but yeah. Just, it, as all parents want their child to have something better than what they had. And, yeah. We, had, we went to school out here in the birds, too. But, shit. I was in CPS, but but I saw that you know I saw the difference. I mean, there was a diff. My CPS was different from most people's Chicago public school experience because I went to school like everybody else in Chicago public school when I was little. But when I got out of school, my grandma was math and English teacher. So I got more work from her that was actually at a higher level. It wasn't like when I'm in third grade. The work she would teach me at her house was not third grade. It was more like fifth, sixth okay. grade. You get what I'm saying? Right. So. You didn't get busted, man, did you? See, I was getting busted. In the city? Yeah. No, nigga, my neighbor, my fucking three blocks away, yeah. everybody walked to school. Yeah, but I had a school. We had a neighborhood school. When I stayed on Menard and Augusta, this is when I was like in fourth grade, there was a school down the street and everything. But they were busting us also to the school called Farnsworth. This was on the north side. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I started learning how to take the bus at that time and everything. So if I missed the bus going to the north side school where I was registered at, I ended up going to the school down the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That was around 91. You remember, remember kids, you remember teachers in school used to Used to get spankings and shit with the rulers. Yeah, corporate. Yeah, they had corporate punishment, and I was like, we had black and white teachers at my Chicago public school. Okay. 
Only the black teachers did that. Yeah. I just be looking back on it. Like, you know, we dealing with a lot of race issues. So I'm I do a lot of comparing from the past too. And I just think back on it like, damn, I had some white teachers too. And motherfuckers used to wild out in those classes too, but only the black teachers hit the kids. And and it was okay. Yeah, the parents had no problem with that. Right. I think this is very dysfunctional. But eventually <laughs> the parents did start having a problem with it. Yeah, because eventually the teachers start getting extreme as fuck. <laughs> Especially now these motherfuckers, the goddamn middle school teachers are body slam your ass. <laughs> They hit us with the ruler or the yardstick or something, you know, like pull your pants leg up. I give you two lickings on their backpack or your hand or something. Hey, the kids coming up, coming up. You tough though, too. I didn't really get hit though, because you know what? My mom and my grandma wasn't going for that shit. My daddy wasn't going for that shit either. Like it just wasn't happening like that. But I remember being in the second grade class. Like I said. Where I grew up from, it was like a lot of my family in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I had a class where it was like me, four or five cousins in this class, and my auntie all in this class. Because my auntie my age. Granddaddy wowed out for a long time. I mean, with the same lady. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, man. I look In this class, my cousins used to get whoopings all the time by the teacher, bro. Yeah. All the time. My auntie didn't. I didn't. But my cousins they used to get fucked up all the time in the class. Got this lady named Miss Wiggins. Mm. And she had a jerry curl, nigga. She was a big black lady. Mm. Everybody hated her ass. <laughs> but when she passed away later in life, everybody loved her. I, I Everybody hated her. When we was kids, everybody hated her. I was actually a good student in school growing up until my daddy passed away. I didn't notice it, but my mama always told me it was just no fucks given once my daddy passed away. And that happened when I was in third grade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and nigga, I just, it was just like, it wasn't something I was intending to do. It would just happen. Like, you know, like I said, I was little losing all my goddamn heroes. So that had an effect on me. And I, it never caught up to me. Like, even when I got, like, middle school and high school, I would only, like, do homework during football and basketball season. Because it was like, That's I want to play. <laughs> Other, now, when that shit is over, like, I can get good grades on these tests and quiz, but homework, nigga, when I get home, like, that's my time. And I felt like that as far back as sixth grade, nigga. I never understood that, even to this day. Like, when I look at school, to me, there's no, like, you should not assign homework to your kids. Only way homework is logical is if you don't finish your schoolwork. Private schools don't do it. But other than that, homework should not be administered to kids because that is not a life skill. And they just put in seven hours, a fucking work day. And on top, they got to put in more hours of that and they're not getting any kind of compensation for it and then people come in well we didn't get it i get what you're saying but at the same time you feel me like the problem is is that in terms of how some of these kids you know the youth or the younger generation is not able to transition successfully 
it's because a lot of the life skills that they're lacking. We need to incorporate that more into schools and everything. And we ain't got to do it all at one time. It could be in a, it could be as that child progress, you know, from, right. you know, kindergarten all the way to um, senior year in high school. Right. And everything. And then by that time, they should be able to have enough life skills that, you know, they should be fine and everything. And then college should be, I'm sorry, college should be like trade school in terms of really preparing people. Okay. Because if you're not, you're spending four fucking years where you could have spent four fucking years doing some other shit. You know what I'm saying? And you still ain't ready. Certain, certain majors prepare you. But it's the stupid shit we telling our kids. You could be whatever you want. I, mean, I don't know if it's stupid, but it seems so stupid because they implement it in college. I'm okay with that, especially now. Okay, but I want to go to school for art. You know that person just wasted a lot of fucking money and time going to college for art. You understand me? Yeah, I get what you're saying. But I still believe that you could be whatever you want, especially now. Right. You have more options. To be whatever you want to be. Yes, it's less jobs. But nigga, you know how many people I've worked with in these warehouses over the years that have sociology degrees? <laughs> like, come, I feel like they're wasting a lot of their fucking time in these schools. Yeah, and so, and the thing is, is that with everything that started, especially within 15 years, in terms of the internet, and how much the internet expanded. Even, you know, the internet gave, uh, created a lane that branched out into a whole bunch of other lanes. You know, because first it was the internet. And then after the internet, social media came into play. And then while we have social media, people find out how to monetize on social media. It took a long time right, to but, monetize. Start well, when 50,000 views you were getting paid for, and it was good. Yeah, but when was that? That was like in the early stages of the YouTube. You no, know it wasn't. Like, bro, when when 50,000 was, was like a good number. No, the early stages of YouTube, no one was getting paid for anything that happened on YouTube. YouTube got paid. Okay. What's the early stages of YouTube, bro? Well, okay. What year? I can't say the year. I just know like when certain those numbers of views, like when fifty thousand and a hundred thousand views was really something. You know what I'm saying? Versus fifty thousand, a hundred thousand now. But okay, nigga. Don't get to easy. Fifty thousand no, saying, no, because <laughs> you're not explaining. Fifty thousand and a hundred thousand views was always something, even in the beginning. But when did that turn into money? I can't say the year that that shit translated into dollars, but I know that it was, e I guess it was easier back then for people to get paid for, you know what I'm saying, their views versus the requirements now. I think that was only like a two-year period, bro. Possibly. I'm, 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 I'm pretty not gonna, sure. I don't I'm not going to disagree. Because you got some of these guys who was, who was doing it back in like 2010. Right. They big now. They was getting big then. But... They wasn't getting paid up until like four or five years ago. Mm. It's 
So I mean, it it never was a time. If it it was, it was like a a year or two where it was good money and a hundred thousand views. But it's not now. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> See, because I ain't really talking about the view. Like, 50,000, 100,000, okay. That, to me, that's always big. Mm-hmm. Like, I see 50,000, I'm like, shit, 50,000 people saw me on that video. Right. Nigga, that's a lot of fucking people. But the money, like, nigga, there wasn't a, a a chunk, a wide chunk of time where the money was good in YouTube. It was a short period. Yeah, a short run. And then the formula changed. Algorithms fucked it up. Yeah, the formula changed and everything. And now you're seeing like, you know, on a more consistent basis, okay, what YouTube, I ain't going to say YouTube caters to, but what, you know, the winning formula on YouTube is. It's like either you have this big ass platform in terms of you uh, talking, podcasting, whatever it is, or you're a kid. And or you have a sibling, and you have a whole fam- your whole family is in on it, and y'all moved into a bigger crib. Well, they getting money, right? They getting money, right? But see, fifty hundred thousand, they don't do no, no, those no, no, numbers. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> they do ninety million right, views. Right. No, 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 no. This when I say <laughs> they short, they small videos be ten million views. That's why I say when you hit the formula. When you hit the formula, bro, you're consistently hitting those millions of views. Yeah. If you got a nice size house, you can do it with your family on here and get big. And I'm just looking at all they, you see, you know, you see your child's YouTube and you're watching all the, you know what I'm saying, kids that they follow. You look like, these niggas got big ass cribs. Right. You know what I'm saying? The Nerf one, not the one, they ain't even what, got what, Nerf. Well, now they got the big ass cribs. But if you go back at the beginning, even with what they started out with was they was like decent sized home. It wasn't like none of them started out in real little shit. Right. So that's why I say you no, get yeah, you parents, a decent sized. Yeah, the crib. parents had a, probably a decent profession. Like you know, hey, we got you know what I'm saying. And then the kids they start looking at the numbers and the kids, and then you know that's the thing. Yeah, the parents when, wasn't fucked up, bro. And, and then when they actually looked at the numbers and being like, well, you know. Oh, we need to trademark this? Okay, let's go get the trademark. Let's go do this. Basically, crossing the T's, dotting the ass on the paperwork. And then, hey, let's really do this. Right. And make this move. And, you know, granted, they still working, you know what I'm saying, at a certain extent. But now they have a, now it's something that's like, wait a minute, I'll just work for a little bit, you know right. what I'm saying, to get this shit off the ground. Once this shit off the ground, shit, we up. Right. You know, um, <laughs> Calabasas, baby. Let's hit it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, CJ so cool. Well, is he do his family? He's eight million subscribers. He like with his family on here, wife, two how, kids. How, oh, okay. Now they be in Lamborghinis and shit. Like now, this, this, like they they the blue. His numbers are so low now, though. He'll get a million, two million, but he getting six hundred thousand. And they kind of fucked up these channels with they new rules. What was that? Over a little over a year ago, There's restrictions. Yeah, yeah. They fucked up these channels, yeah, big I time. On my website, I be wondering. It's like, okay, if a motherfucker go on my website, do they see that age restriction shit on the YouTube video? You feel me? Or do they actually get to see the video? Like, if you go on my website and then you click on a YouTube video on my website, are are they showing the age restriction, or are you able to just click on the video and see the video? Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just, bro. This should be glowing. 
Because then you look in the marketing and advertising and stuff like that, and you want to get it, and then they saying like, okay, there can't be no age restriction. Oh. Right. So if I lift this ban off, if I lift this age restriction off my YouTube video, am I gonna get fined? Are they still throwing? Are they still slapping motherfuckers with fines like that? They never did it. They put the rule there. Yeah. But they didn't do it. Um, Or maybe everybody followed the rule. Maybe everybody was like, "Shit, nigga." Well, yeah, because niggas got that email message like, "Yo, your shit still (laughs) here's the ones that's uh that you got as restricted. Here's the ones that's not restricted that still need to be restricted." Right. See, I So, as I tell you about CJ So Cool, they do the family thing, right? But then you got this little community with these single moms, and they pretty much do the whole thing. You notice their cribs are a lot smaller, their apartments and shit, and it be them and like four kids, them and three, one, her, the mother, and single parent shit. And as I watch these channels of these chicks, it's one with nine kids, nigga, by six or seven dudes. Bro, as I watch them, and they're raising their kids, there's a revolving door of men in and out their lives, around their kids. Oh, I'm going to try with this one now, trying to be a little family with this new nigga and a bunch of kids, and then that nigga gone, another nigga. Revolve. And I'm like, bro, this is fucked up. That's selfish. It is, ain't it? It's selfish in a in a fucked up sense of entitlement. You're so entitled that you're you don't even care, or you're not even conscious enough to realize how many different men you're bringing around your children, and you're setting precedents, especially if you have daughters. Oh Jesus! No, they got daughters. So. And then with your and then with your sons, that's not helping either. Because what are their expectations of females? Like mama. You know, and what if they come across somebody that doesn't fit the stereotype? They don't know how to act. There you go. That's fucked up, man. That and much as motherfuckers want to talk about the people don't want to sacrifice show, oh, for I their children. Sh- they want to show you different. Show you different. Nigga, when different dick slapping in your motherfucking face, you still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started, you. <laughs> I, I look, why is it so hard for people to sacrifice for their fucking children? Because they 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 still think about them. It's self, it's just a selfish, you know what I'm saying, mindset. Like uh-huh. to not even think about like animals have I don't know, I don't wanna go into that, but nah, but just like come on man. Right. After all them kids, you, you all those kids and you still out there trying to do this and stuff like that. It's one thing if your kids grown. You know what I'm saying? They grown, they out the house. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Okay, nigga, that's the, that's the reset button. You got your life back. Oh, yeah, they can't wait for that shit. That's why they always, when you 18, that's why they rush your ass out the house you 18. You ever seen somebody's daddy rush them out the house at 18? Yeah. You have? Yeah. I haven't. It be mama, especially with their daughters. It's it's, it's like. They can't wait to get rid of you. I can't stand you. You fucked my life up. It's like, I can't wait till you you turn 18. You got to find out what you got to do with your life. 
But it's not putting you out at 18. No, it's just always putting that in your head, the incentive of what you're doing. Is that your mama or your dad? Dad. Dad. You know what I'm saying? Because well, it's case, time to start figuring out. Well, in my case, in my case, it was my mom. Right. You know what I'm saying? But your mama didn't put you out at 18. No. No, um, I left. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, I left. At 18? Yeah. Oh, gee. I graduated in June. You better August, than me. I was gone. Well, you went to the military. Right. But no. she wasn't going to put you out. At 18. No, nah, I didn't have no alternative. Nigga. I, we I, can't use our parents because our parents ain't like I, the majority. I got you. I, I looked at my I looked at the concept. I wanted to get the fuck out of Chicago anyway. I wanted right. to get out of Illinois. I wanted to venture. I wanted to see what else was out there. This is when I was at 18 in 2000. I never thought like that at 18. You know I didn't. And, and because things wasn't panning out the way that I wanted. Because graduating high school, you want to go into college. I had a whole dream. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, that didn't pan out in the way that I wanted. So reality hits me. What do I want to do? I should have went to the military to tell you the truth. You know, and at that time, nigga, it was in 2000. When nobody going to war, nigga. We was chilling. I know, but I should have went because it would have taught me life was about to slap you in the face and you don't get to, it don't, you can't slow it down. Bro. You got to just, you have to just roll with it and make shit Everybody, happen. Yeah. I didn't have that. You know why? Because my daddy died. And there was no man there to teach that shit to me. As great well, as my mama was, she did not. Because she a woman. Well, this is the thing. Even though, yeah, I had my mom, but I had older brothers. Right. You're different. I was, yeah. I, I had older brothers. Granted, you know what I'm saying? They was they was gone. I am the oldest. You know what I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, that was the thing. You know, even by the time I was 18, my you know, my brothers was already, you know what I'm saying, 26, you know what I'm saying, 29, type shit, 30 years old, you know what I'm saying, already setting examples in terms of, right, like, you know, ain't no excuse for me. Right. Because when I hit 18, bro, you got to think about it like this. Even being in the suburbs at the high school at 18, mm -hmm. even in the suburbs, this is why I try to tell people. I didn't have a black man that I saw doing life right. Um, I had my white friends' fathers doing life right, but no one dark. So I was still around grown men who was like living in apartments or cribs, but they were selling drugs. Everything in these female, this, this woman's name, that woman's name. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there was nobody to tell me, bro, shit going to get real and you need to start now. And you know what I'm saying? Life's going to get real. These niggas didn't get it yet. The older niggas around me out here selling drugs and shit, they didn't get it. And they, I feel like they was too old to not get it. So that shit slowed me down. And it, it, I didn't realize a lot of shit at 18 that I should have. You know what I mean? Like, my grandma used to try to tell me little shit, but, you know, you don't really listen to them at some point. You know what I'm saying? Grandparents. I don't know why. I had, Well, yeah, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, my older brother and everything. And, uh, you know, he had his guys. At everything, and his guys was a bit of this and that, this and that. Everybody wasn't doing the same thing he was doing. And everything. Right. You had your hustlers, you had your drug dealers, or whatever, and shit like that. 
and that was just our guys, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, in his case, his guys and shit as he was, you know, going through life. And I don't, you know, but he knew how to, he, I, he didn't bring me around him like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't know, but the way he moved was just very unique to me because I saw that you, I saw that you didn't have to partake in the same indulgence as everybody else. You could move to the beat of your own drum and still get the results that you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? He didn't smoke. He didn't drink. I never seen him do anything like that, put a cigarette or anything like that in his mouth. Still to this day. I didn't have that. And he was like, when I, he reminded me of Makai Pfeiffer in, you know what I'm saying? What's that? Paid in full? Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's what he really reminded me of because he was fly, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? And everything. But he was the guy that he did go get a job. He had two jobs, even if it was at working at Wendy's, working at White Castle. No, he was doing the shit right. You know what I'm saying? And my mama's second husband, after my daddy died, that nigga ended up turning into a fucking crackhead. So I had a stepfather, but the nigga ended up turning into a goddamn crackhead. He was supposed to be selling the shit. My mama had to take the shit and sell it, and then she started having to sell it to this nigga. Right. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Yeah, man. That motherfucker's had shit had to deal with crackhead shit, too. Right. Relatives, still still in relatives, VCIs. Oh, we all had to deal with the crackheads somewhere in the family. Because if you're from the hood, you got crackheads in your family. You know who it was. (laughs) (laughs) Man, when that shit first started happening, man, I was a real little kid. Somebody broke in our house and everything, nigga. And we never found out who it was. And then as I started getting older, I think I started realizing I I think it's two of my cousins. <laughs> Remember, Hammer was big, bro. Hammer was the man. Hammer. Me and my sister knew them dancers. Oh, girl. You like <laughs> turn shit on the box? No, not the box. Yeah, the box. Yeah, I mean, bro, if it wasn't the, not the box, if it wasn't just the box, nigga, it was the Saturday morning cartoon. Hammer Man. That nigga it was, was a cartoon. And mind you, that was during the time Pro Stars came But he out. wasn't the only one for us. Pro stars. Like, we was really into Heavy D, too. Oh, yeah. Me and my sister, Hammer, Heavy D. Motherfuckers doing Robocop, all kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> heavy D was the shit. Sinbad was a funny nigga, comedian back then. What you think of him now? I don't know what he do now. I know he's... um. I mean, his, com- his comedy He style. probably, like... His style of comedy. He's so goddamn funny. His stand-up is so funny, bro. I respect He never him. cussed. That's why I respect him. I'm like, damn, how he pulled this off? It's like Nobody NF. else pulled it off. It's like NF. Yeah, but this dude, Sinbad's stand-up is hilarious. I know, but I'm saying- Everybody else shit that's hilarious, they got to cuss. Right. I just look at guys like, man, you can pull that off without cussing. Or a certain professions that involves a lot of gabber. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you're able to do that while the rest of everybody else- Expresses their way through using 
that language. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say NF because I ain't heard that dude curse yet. You know what I'm saying? In his raps and kill him. Yeah. To me, he's killing. Shout out to him. Cuss words became a, a but I don't a way of expression. Right. And I don't dismiss the curse words because like express the passion in what you were saying. Exactly. And sometimes you need to say certain things for people to feel what you're feeling. Right, right. Like when you just say, fuck. A motherfucker. No, just like you hit your finger. Look, fuck. <laughs> like now the person standing there with you like, damn, that shit must hurt, cuz. If you would have just said, oh, man, I hit my finger. Ouch. It ain't that bad. When <laughs> you watch somebody get kicked in the nuts or they land them on a rail on their nuts, you be like, they don't say fuck. You, you say were it. saying it because you. They ain't it. got shit to say. They kind of just. Oh. That's a universal language. There's right nothing. There. Nigga, they, I, I, you know, I don't think I ain't never been kicked in the nuts. I've been hit accidentally. I ain't never been like, yeah, I'm gonna kick you in the nuts, or you doing something to me, so I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. I ain't never had that happen. But the accidental shit, especially playing sports, especially in like football, because like. Get to wear your cup and you, shit. I was, I'm like, I can't wear this cup because it's like, nigga, this shit. I'm a little ass nigga. This cup is fucking up my legs over Chief, here. I'm Chief like, this taking shit. this shit off. I'm out here playing games with no cup, getting it in. <laughs> you out there like Gail says, nigga, fucking it up on the football field. The right hit on your ass, nigga. It's a wrap. Fucking it up on the field. I was getting it in on the football field. I was throwing my body around for them tackles, boy. That's all I had. I couldn't be. I couldn't get strong man tackles. I'm too little. Just throw it. Step day. Say hit them legs. Take them out. So fun though. But <laughs> kicking you know, the even nuts. Though, even though some of you know some of the men in our life end up going through the shit. You know what I'm saying. In terms of like, yeah, you did turn to drugs. You became a crackhead. You did remember the times when they was, you know what I'm saying, when they was sharp. I really don't. Really? Because the time, the number of years that they weren't outnumbered, the number of years that they was. So it's just. So it's like that shit, it it makes you forget about the good parts. Or do you don't you don't want to remember? No, it just makes you forget. Right. Like if you a kid being abused and your mama sometimes yeah. nice to you and love you and then always abusing you, you ain't gonna you ain't trying you ain't trying or you ain't gone. Right. It don't matter because the good part don't matter. You fucked up so bad, you failed so bad. Right. The good part don't even matter. Well, I handle it differently. Like I seen. Like I, I I have good memories. You feel me? Of my dad, of like especially when he was, you know what I'm saying, on point on sharp. He was that guy that out west he could find you know, the spots, little pocket spots that had the best food, this particular thing or whatever, or the nice, you know what I'm saying, uh spots here for shoes and shit like that or whatever. He he put me on a shoe time. You know what I'm saying? My crackhead stepdaddy did the same for me, <laughs> nigga. But and you know what he did? What? Took me a freshman in high school uh-huh. to Jewtown, uh-huh. buying fake chains to go. So 
and I'm selling fake chains as they as if they real. I, I was saying like in 1989, I, I had my first pair of humans. Oh no, I'm talking about <laughs> in high school. school. I was like, damn, that's a lot. That's further. 1990. That's when I found out about Jewtown, though. Right. I was like eight, nine. We out there. That's when I found out about Lawrence Fish. You know what I'm saying? Like that I mean, now. we knew about that, but Jewtown, nigga. Yeah. My stepdaddy taught me how to take these three dollar chains and sell them for fifty dollars at school, nigga. Uh, like he didn't tell me sell it at school. Right. I took the bitch to school. Like I'm selling these bitches. You know, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> but I was learning off this nigga. I'm watching him sell this shit. Taught you how to do it, nigga. Right. <laughs> but that's not the no, way to teach no, it's your not. children. It's not. See, that's how fucked up it was. Okay, I got you. I'm talking about, I got you because of just the bad outweighed. Uh, yeah. It outweighed. So the good shit don't matter. Right. I got to tell you, he taught me how to tackle. That's a good thing. But then I told you he taught me how to swindle motherfuckers. So the tackle shit don't matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I can't say he taught me football or basketball. It's like that was natural. I was like really a little hood kid, goddammit. We played football in the street right. before I knew this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like the kids, nigga, we in the street. We uh, riding bikes. And trying to take them apart and put them back together with new wheels or something. Or we playing football in the street or we playing basketball. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that shit was fun, though. Man, I ain't start, man, I started stealing bikes when I moved to the suburbs. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't steal bikes in the city. I moved the, the older niggas did. And, <laughs> and we was, we was working on it. Because it was like, I was literally, it was like, when we moved to the suburbs, we literally moved like across the board. Like we went from being on the west side to across Austin and Old Park. So you was out here stealing bikes? Oh, park. I didn't steal bikes. Like, I remember this having to walk so far from home in high school that I in the backyard I saw a bike, I took the bitch. Man, and Oak Park <laughs> was littered with bikes out there, Joe. <laughs> this is when this is like when it was like before, right before they was preaching the whole registration of your bikes. Register your bikes. I remember like that. that. You know what I'm saying? And and so that was the thing. We was just, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers was just we was just stealing bikes, bro. You feel me? And, you know, breaking them down, putting them together piece by piece or whatever. You know, that's how you learn how to, the, the mechanism of a bike in a way. Yeah. You know a lot I'm of saying? niggas turned into goddamn car mechanics because they <laughs> like doing that shit. You know, so shit. That's how, that was our thing and shit like that. So, and then when you lived in Oak Park, you went downtown Oak Park because the apartments over there had the mazes. You know what I'm saying? The way they was built and everything, it was a maze. So it was like, if you was running from the police or whatever, you can lose their ass in the maze. I don't even consider Oak Park a suburb. It is a suburb. It's because it's outside West of the city bro, limit. Bro, but no, see, the thing about Oak Park, it has so many parts of Oak Park that has the city environment. It's so city-like. Yes. And the apartments, you know what I'm saying, at that... It's like from the, like the city. Right. But neater. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's outside the city limits. It's a different government running this. Right. And then you see the other apartments that has... And then your friends down down the street, they got houses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no shooting. Right. You didn't hear shootings. You feel me? You weren't that far from the west side when you stay in Oak Park. But you didn't hear shootings, bro. You feel me? And No, I feel I feel like we started hearing shootings. And it was like even in the city around a lot of shootings. 
Early nineties, yeah. late eighties. Yeah, it was like right after the Bulls won their first championship for some reason. Now motherfuckers want to start shooting shit. Like that's when oh we need to you know don't be standing by sitting by the window type shit or standing by the window type shit. That's when that shit really start coming into play. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I I feel like I knew about the shootings way before that. Like nigga. When I was real little in the eighties, nigga. Well, yeah, it was shooting, but in terms of like, damn, everybody, nigga. My daddy died in ninety, but in ninety and ninety one, but for that nigga, I had cousins dying and shit. I mean, but motherfuckers still had freedom. I mean, I was thinking about what you know, niggas what my mama let me do when I was nine years old. I mean, shit, I was walking through the alley. To the, yeah, we had freedom. To the, like know, I remember being ten years old. I remember ten, being ten years old. Or nine, or nine when the Bulls won, nigga. It's late at night. We get, I actually got to go outside and run around the neighborhood with my homies. We all little. <laughs> Are you thinking about that now? Like, but even then, <laughs> like in my neighborhood, they wasn't out there shooting in the air when the Bulls won. Because we, we kids, we out there running around like the Bulls won. They we celebrating, but they wasn't like shooting in the air. Now, but see, my neighborhood little. It's like a little town inside of a big city. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's kind of segregated a little. And there's a couple other neighborhoods around it that's kind of the same way. But man, there was some good days growing up. Now it's not. But see, back then, when in the 80s, when we was growing up, the black community, our neighborhoods, like doctors still lived in them. Lawyers still lived in them. Black people who was getting big money, great jobs, still lived in them. It wasn't, we run into the suburb. It wasn't that. Because the neighborhoods was nice. Crack fucked everything up. Look, even the schools. At that time, like when I went to Duke Ellison, I noticed the difference though. Yeah, especially when I moved to the uh, suburban schools, you didn't learn much about black history. In the city schools, you did. Right. Like black inventors and all that shit. You learned the Pledge of Allegiance of the flag and you learned um, the Negro spiritual. Don't lift every voice and sing. Right. I remember in third grade when I went to Goldblatt's. The the fuck is Goldblatt's? This nigga. Yeah, that was the name of the school before they changed it. It's a store, nigga. Walmart bought Goldblatt's. No, it was a school called Goldblatt's. <laughs> Paul Jackson and everything. Um, we learned the Pledge of Allegiance in English and French. Weird. But that's cool, though. Yeah, but weird. It's weird, French. but yeah. You're thinking like, okay, yeah, but it's a different language. You're learning the Pledge of Allegiance in a different language. The Pledge of Allegiance in French. But nobody in French will ever oh. say it in French. Oh, also, we also learned the uh, the uh, poem or the, uh, I don't know if it was a poem of the being called Hey Black Child. I don't know if you ever heard they had that poster. It was like a poem. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a saying, Hey Black Child, do you know who you are, who you really are? You know who you you know you can be who you want to be if you try to be what you can be. Hey, black child. And it goes like that. Man, they had us focusing on race our whole lives. 
the fact that you say, hey, black child, why didn't they say, hey, child? Fucking crazy. <laughs> I know amongst the wall of all the black, you know, influential black people, I saw Bill Cosby. And I knew a lot of the black folks, they they was mentioned was all dead. I was thinking like, oh, Bill Cosby, he's still alive. Yeah, Bill Cosby was on all the walls, nigga. That was like, and the Cosby show was the shit. That intro was so dope. That nigga was out there hitting it. (laughs) I love the Cosby show, man. I love the Cosby show. And I don't know what niggas talking about. He was our father, but okay, I guess I wasn't in that situation like that. Uh, but you hear a lot of people saying that, like, he was our father. He was black kid's father. I guess it's just the same. And we didn't have no father. I guess it's, it's just because you didn't see that many black shows. It wasn't as common. Like, if, and that was the truth. There wasn't that many that you saw on network television as many as everybody else. So I guess they looked at it because it was slim pickings. Right. You know, you got to hold on to that little bit. And be like, hey, Barack Obama. In everybody's mind, most folks' mind, he's the first black president. They're not going to let that go. Old people will never let it go. There you go. Young people like, fuck, dude. <laughs> no, nah, they still loving that man. They training four more years. I don't know. These young, this young generation talking about this black shit right now, they don't like that nigga. The, the future is what matters. They don't like that nigga. The woke don't like him. It's people our age. Oh, yeah, they love him. We stupid, though. I mean, I guess everybody's stupid. <laughs> we stupid. Millennials, we stupid because uh, uh, um, no. majority. No, it's, it, it, older, older generation as well. Older generation as well? Yeah, they stupid too. You know what I'm saying? And then some of us like are still influenced by that. But these old people that so, talk about all this slavery shit, cause my mean, grandma never my nigga. Is, she thing, just did what the fuck she had to do and shut up. My thing was my thing is is like like we ain't stupid. We know what you know what I'm saying, what it is on a aspect on a certain aspect, but we don't use that as a crutch. We don't use that as a reason, you know, for any shortcomings. You know what I'm saying? We look at that in terms of I must have made a bad decision somewhere. Right. But they're telling you you're not supposed to think that. No, right. what happened to no, you is white supremacy. <laughs> white supremacy. But I'm like, you know no. I'm the white man puts you in this um, state of mind that you always defeated, that you can't do nothing. Man. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no. Look at my timeline. I could show you. Look, right here. I fucked up here, here, and here. I did it. Well, so, but it's because of white supremacy, you making bad decisions. Now, are those same people that's blaming white supremacy are the same people that's saying you are a God? Most of the time. Which one is it? Because if you're a God, you, can, you, you are the supreme. Hey. So which one is it? I don't know. They can't say, hey, pick a struggle. No, because if you're a God, this should not be a struggle. No struggle. 
Because if you are God, that means you should be able to think like one. Like what you think is difficult. Yeah, I get it. But you can overcome it. We spoiled. We spoiled and we complaining that we have no chances. But bro, when you watch them little African kids, fucking 14 year old with nothing, go and make some shit to clean their water so they can drink. And I'm like, what are y'all, what are we doing? Well, that's what, that's what former inmates think too, is that you want to make something of a motherfucker, break them down and, you know, and wait, take away. Right. You know what I'm saying? Make them bare bones. You know what I'm saying? And take away those basic things people take for granted. <coughs> right. You know, and then they'll be way more appreciative appreciative of those little things that we really take <coughs> for granted, like bottled water. Pisses me off. Bottled water pisses you off? No, the way people treat that shit. People don't finish them. Throw them. Just throw them. I'll be like, bro, that's water. Right. Like, you, you don't understand. Don't you understand? <laughs> that you are living in, this is a luxury. Like, instead of faucet water that is right there, readily available for you, choose to have bottled water. So, instead of regular mustard, you prefer grape poupon. <laughs> Grape Poupon is better. I never knew it. Spicy mustard. It's good. Despite the fact that it goes I mean, whatever. Great. It ain't just spicy mustard. Whatever else they adding in there. Dijon. It's Dijon mustard. Like, it's good. Despite the fact that it does great on turkey sandwiches. Not ham. Yeah. Turkey. That should be the choice of mustard for Chicago style hot dogs. Why they ain't never stepped their game up? Traditions. <laughs> Bro, because the way that Yeah, get that shit that's a dollar. Because that Chicago hot dog is already like. But because when I get when I ask, when I go get a hot dog, nigga, I'm expecting everything. Nigga, my daughter, my daughter love mustard. I like mustard. She hot fucking dogs. love mustard. She eats sandwich with just mustard. <laughs> like her mama. This is some white people shit. Well, sh but uh, <laughs> over mayonnaise. I fuck with mayonnaise. I don't do mayonnaise on my sandwiches. I right. fuck with mayonnaise. I can put I mayonnaise do, on a lot of shit. That's the pet peeve of mine. But listen, I put some Dijon, some Dijon, right, on some shit. She lost her mind, bro. She didn't know what it was, and it was like. What is this? I'm like, it's a different type of mustard. She's like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, it is. Because I hate mustard. But the Dijon shit, boy, stop playing. Tear that shit up. Now, I still can't go as far as that just being the top, the only topping on my sandwich. I can't. I can't do it. Or maybe I can. I've never tried it. It is Dijon. I know that dollar mustard shit terrible. That shit is like not hot wasabi. <laughs> Man, just get you some mustard, sprinkle some cayenne pepper on that motherfucker. That's not gonna make Dijon. No, 
It's not. I'm not talking about making design. It's like my sandwich spice. Oh, you like spicy sandwiches? Yeah, my shit with a little kick to it. Kick. Yeah. Okay. Great for your snacks. Kick. Spicy sandwiches. Yeah, if you if you stopped up. Weird as hell. You want a sandwich? <laughs> or if you just feel like you want some soup, throw some cayenne pepper in this shit. Clean it right up. Oh, I got a lot. I can hear like three different little jars of that shit. Yeah, I need to re-up. I got that nigga. I got some deck up there. The the organic good shit in there, the cheap dollar shit, the the five dollar shit. I'm set. That dollar shit, the backup stuff. I got the Trader Joe's. I got some ginger powder in that shit. Some type of ginger something. But I, I, I stopped using that so long ago when I just started using ginger. I tried to switch my uh, juice up and everything. I started incorporating a lot of uh, cranberry juice, unsweetened shit. Right. I mean, I still drink juice. I just add, I just drink less juice and just substitute that with the cranberry. So I'm trying to work my way up to 50% cranberry. Working my way up. That shit is powerful. <laughs> that <laughs> shit is powerful, bro. Just cranberry's nasty. You ever had you ever ate a cranberry? Yeah. It, and the juice is like direct. Now the sweet cranberry sauce for the dressing, I like that shit. But that's the sweet cranberry, whatever they do. And I'm ghetto, nigga. I get the jelly one. All you gotta do like, you, 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 you can, put that bitch out to look like a can. If you make your cranberry cranberry sauce, sweeten it up. You know, uh, use a, a good, a sweet fruit. Like, you know, hey, add cherries to it. The cranberry sauce comes sweetened up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if you're going to make your cranberry sauce from scratch with actual cranberries. Oh, I ain't doing shit from scratch. You know what I'm saying? And then, shit, be sure you get like a, you know, follow it up with a good fruit that is sweet. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to sweeten it up. And, you you know, instead of using sugar or something like that, unless you got a fucking sugar cane. That's my one. I want a sugar cane. I see them at the markets all the time. They cheap. You know that, right? Hell yeah, I'm boy. Slept, I slept on it. Stop playing. I slept on it. <laughs> <laughs> they got sugar canes. They got the big ass aloe oh, things. Them bitches be like less than $2. Big as hell. Right. But it be like Mexican. It be like fruit and meat market over there. It's usually like the, the the Mexican big markets, but we got a lot of them out here. I mean, you got Caputo's; they got them too. Jimenez, Jimenez is like you. You ever been in there? Yeah. On Addison? Yeah. And I mean, in Addison, man, man, it's like you walked into a market that's actually in Mexico, bro. <laughs> I say this is dope. Man. This is like what I see on the movies in the right. markets in Mexico. Just trying to find shit today that you I'm like, see it's like, a lot of shit in here. Like, I want to see some good. Next thing I know, I'm looking at it. I go in that motherfucker. There's a dude in, a, in one of the motherfucking stores that got got the computer set up and shit like that. He said, "Y'all got these games right here, Joe. Like, uh, you know, twenty games in one on the motherfucking this." Like, oh shit! So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and should be cracked. Swap me hit in. Swap me hit in that motherfucker. Like when they have like the big. Swap meets when they have like more motherfuckers come in. Swap meets up over there? Yeah. 
Like you have, they'll have that's to- the weakest swap meet I've ever been to, bro. I went to one, too. but that's a constant swap meet. I remember the flea markets, nigga. That's the weekend flea markets, like psh, popping. Swamp around, well, swamp around wasn't even the best one. The best one I think was over there on Division on the West Side. That was all, when I was real little. That was all I knew about the West Side. <laughs> we go out there to go to the, the flea markets. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, nigga, I don't know what this is. Well, I, nigga, I didn't know Uncle Rim's chicken was until I was like twenty mm. on the West Side. I bit into that shit. I said, "Man, look, I don't even think I'm gonna eat hairs again. I don't think I ever ate." <laughs> <laughs> now, no matter what you do, JJ. JJ Fish, they got the best chicken when it comes to them and Harold's. I like that shit be smacking. But nigga, I never I probably ate Harold's a couple more times after I had some Uncle Remus. And the fact, man, it's just the best shit. The the sauce, now I had it without the sauce, it's flavorless as shit. Like, black people, if they start eating that shit without the sauce, they'll be out here talking about, man, it's a white people chicken. But it's not even that. Because white people season their fried chicken. I don't know what y'all talking about. You go down south, nigga. You go fuck with them white people. You ain't going to get no chicken that ain't good. Who seasoned their chicken at Jewel's? That shit is a lot of seasoning on it. Nigga. They like, too much. I'm like, who? The baked chicken? No. The fried shit. Oh, the fried shit, yeah. They be seasoning that shit. <laughs> it's like... Like, it's like, you can't complain, nigga. They overseas and shit. Nigga, that's the recipe, though. Right, I'd be like, it could that's be That's jewel recipe. I'd be like, dude, it could be worse, bro. Just relax. It could be worse. It could be non-seasoned. You really gonna be complaining. Yeah. That shit, blood pressure get the swingers, fingers get the swelling up and shit. <laughs> Eating that it's chicken. Like, but yeah, just use the chicken for what it's worth. You know what I'm saying? She break that shit down. Get, get, you know, take the, get it's the, a good meat. It's a good deal. What you get, like an eight? With, they, they take a loss when they, when they, but that's to bring you That ten ninety nine joint? It's like an eight piece with a um, twelve piece with a uh, sawbuck. No, no, talking about the deal, the meal deal. Oh, the meal deal. It's okay. the eight piece with the four Hawaiian rolls, the kings Hawaiian, you know them the bitches fried. Rolls, yeah, the sweet rolls, they, or the buttery. You can get either one. They got them both there for oh, you. Yeah, you get the you get the um the two liter pop or the one liter of pop, and you get two sides. Ten ninety nine, bro. You can't beat that. that like, you if the struggle real. Hey, look, Jules is where it's at right now. Right. I'm like, shit. I can't complain, but I I do. I be I be like, I'm ninety five percent of the time I'm cooking in this bitch. I need to hit them up immediately, like early in the day and shit. Cause it's lit. I missed out. <laughs> they be making them chick down and fish sandwiches and shit. Fish sandwiches. Yeah, cod fish sandwiches. They only do it during Lent. I still ain't went to Lawrence's. Check them out. I am. Man. Did you check them out? Nope. I've been checking them out. Oh, good? Yeah, they're all right. I, you know. All right. See, that's what I, I'm I saying. You never said that about the one in Chicago. You it, say that shit fire. You it, ain't said they all right. So is it good yeah, it is. or is it all right? No, it's decent. It's decent. They got, it's um, decent. Oh, my God. You would never say that about the Canal store. I get the fries. Is it as good as the one on Canal? Answer. No. So they not using the same recipes? Yes. At the same time, maybe it's a nostalgic feel with the canal joint. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been a long time since I've been there and everything. But at the same time, when I, you know, go to You're Lawrence, right. you know, franchises and shit, they still got to have that somewhat signature flavor. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like and Doc's then, was. Right. 
right. And so in there, I like they fried okra. Fried okra. Yes. Oh no, I stopped fucking okra. It's too slimy, man. It's like snot. That's the shit I spit out. That shit, man. Make it real. I'm taking it in. It's like fried okra, good. I like the regular okra. It is good though. When it's just steamed, you got some, you know, saying some butter beans with it. You feel me? Man, I miss my grandma. Miss your grandma? Man, she, man. I do, I do it's too. It's a butt man. Like, my like, grandma was shit, neck bones, nigga. Man, bro, the turkey necks too, boy. Neck smoke. bones, nigga. The ne- yeah, the neck bones, turkey neck. My grandma did all, man. She had, she, my grandma was from Arkansas. My grandma so was from Louisiana, had, nigga. Had, was, it was cracking. She had chicken feet. Chicken feet, yeah. Arkansas weird. <laughs> <laughs> Louisiana, we ain't come, Louisiana, them chicken feet was used in voodoo and shit. <laughs> chicken feet. And she had her own vinegar in a um in a um, pantry. She had that she had the glass jar with the cap on it and everything, and then the vinegar, and then they had the peppers and all that stuff. You know, some people be like, "Oh, that's the uh, jar neck." No, nigga. You used to go to the hood candy store and buy pig feet, didn't you? No, my grandma had it. You ate pig feet. Pickle pig feet, yeah. Y'all nasty, bro. Yeah, my man, I had that shit. Y'all nasty. All of y'all nasty, bro. Chitlins, nasty. You eat chitlins? I don't eat pork. I mean, okay. (laughs) Did you eat chitlins before you started eating pork? Yes, yes, bro. I didn't discriminate from roots to tooth. (laughs) That is the nastiest shit. Chitlins was fire to me. That shit's so nasty. With the hot sauce, motherfuckers know how to make that shit. And I didn't know what it was when I was little. But the smell, I knew I was right. The smell, I knew I was right. We humans, we're not supposed to eat shit that smell bad. Now look. Yeah, you weren't supposed to eat, you're not supposed to eat pig, you're not supposed to eat. But listen. Camel, rabbit. When I got middle school or something, when I found out what chitlins were, Mm -hmm. pig intestines, Mm -hmm. and at that time I knew what an intestines was, Mm -hmm. Sixth, seventh grade, all I said was, I knew it. My mama make that shit on Thanksgiving every year. Stank. It fucking, I knew it. Y'all nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Went to a hole. (laughs) Scolded everybody. (laughs) Y'all nasty. Fuck y'all mama. You nasty. Just need some hot sauce on it. No, your ass is nasty as you sit there and eat that thing that connects to your ass, to its ass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, sit there and look at you like, absolutely. Please pass that pot of shit. That pot of shit. Please. <laughs> Have a whole, but a whole table of John Witherspoons in that motherfucker. <laughs> a motherfucker <laughs> would be like, a motherfucker <laughs> would be like cilantro nasty and eat chitlins. I'll be like, y'all's nasty. I don't even like niggas no more. <laughs> That's why it's like, you know, what we play, you ain't fucked up. But I rebel. Right. I rebel. Uh every day I did, like I back I backslide and have my have, you know, have some skins. Why don't you eat pork? Slide I didn't clean. And plus I seen videos of pigs eating flesh you eat flesh of eating human flesh at the same time you're not supposed <laughs> to eat the shit so that's just my thinking 
Yeah, to me, flesh is flesh. Right. But I think it now, you know, I see it so differently. It's just like, I don't think we're supposed to eat pig or cow or chicken. To me, it's all just as nasty. Now, the the, the, the intestines, I wouldn't eat that from any of them. But to me, it's all just as nasty. But we we not in abundance of what I think we supposed to have. So this is the way it is. This is the way it is. We didn't create the system. We don't have a system that is according to the creator. Because Adam and Eve, when they was in the garden eating, they weren't eating no animals. They was eating fruit. Because it was an abundance <clears throat> of fruit. Is there a religion? Is there a like a big religion mm-hmm. that actually says don't eat animals? Don't they all say eat animals? Their books and shit? It got to a certain place. Like, you know, Bible's mainly known for that shit, and that's what they the contradiction comes into play between the Old and New Testament. You know what I'm saying? And well, wait, what you mean? The Bible say eat animals. It's like you have like once it's you know yeah you eat animals and then it's like okay you eat fish but you can't eat a certain kind of seafood. You know what I'm saying? Like shellfish and shit. But it say eat animals, so crustaceans. <laughs> So stations and shit like that. I'm thinking it was some big religions. I thought, I thought it was mostly like don't eat, you know, so you don't eat animals, but if you're gonna eat meat, eat fish. And the Bible? The Bible said don't eat hoofed animals. But at the same yeah, hoofed animals. You know what I'm saying? That was the exception. Don't eat hoofed animals and shit like that. But But the other the ones diet, is okay. But what was the diet? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> What was the diet? What was the first diet? In terms of like, what was their diet? You know what I'm saying? Versus our diet now. Type shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we started out eating this shit. Because think about it like this. A human can't beat an animal. So how do you eat before you make the first tool that you need to kill the animal? You We don't catch big animals and choke them to death. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, so what? Is- what is the first diet? It, it's got to be just the, the vegetation. It's just vegetation because that was the purpose of the animals was to help, you know what I'm saying, with your, you know, help with your labor and their purpose in terms of the ecosystem, you know what I'm saying, in terms of the animal kingdom. I think the animals boo-boo in, in the early days gave us good fucking fruit well, and vegetable and everything we needed. And their pur- that's what I said, their purpose. And everything through the ecosystem. For fertilizer, that boo boo they putting they they just All walking that. around living life, boo booing, shit that. popping up. Even the sea creatures, you know what I'm saying? Their purpose, you know what I'm saying? The nutrients that they leave behind in terms of, you know, seaweed or whatever. You know. What yeah, I'm it's saying? all important. All of it is important. The maggots are important. Like yeah. the smallest shit that you can barely see in the dirt is That's important. Why, to me, I, it's hard for me to believe to say, you know. The Big Bang Theory. It's no. You telling me that was that was a dice roll. Yeah, that's, that's you know what I'm saying. And this, in this dice roll, everything happened to have a purpose. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I ain't trying to hear that shit. Everything randomly has a purpose and a function. Yeah, I ain't trying to hear that Big Bang shit. Kick rocks. 
I, I'm not Kick trying to hear that. <laughs> Kick rocks. Big giant look, look, look. We ain't even got to argue about if it's a globe or whatever. Let it be a globe. But you ain't even tell me talking about the Big Bang did it. You know what I'm saying? Kick rocks. How old is the earth? This many million. How you know? Kick rocks. Who's I ain't the, trying to hear. Who's the nigga that took the picture of the camera? Took the picture of the earth. Man, listen. Like, who's the camera? They just. I just saw some shit on Facebook. Motherfuckers here. A storm in Jupiter. They showing a storm in Jupiter. Look at this new storm going on in Jupiter right now. And at the bottom in little letters. Artists. It's like a... Rendition? <laughs> yeah. It's not the fucking... It's not an actual photo. <laughs> like, and it's NASA. It said it's NASA stamped everything. And this is just how they do it, though. That's the whole... That website is full of that shit. That's why I don't believe none of that shit. What is NASA doing? Man, look, soon as the niggas I start think working NASA, with Disney. Yeah. Don't Disney own Pixar? Probably. No, is it the other one? Yeah, Pixar. Ain't the motherfuckers calling 3D animation? Yeah. Now, you put that 3D animation, you put it on a massive scale, which is NASA in terms of some money being spent. All right. You can come up with a cold-ass hologram. Mm. Like something falling from the sky type shit. They just good at it. And if when they telling you that this shit is not real on the pictures, like, you looking like, look, it's real. I'm like, bro, it's saying right there. Nigga, it's not. When you saw the Tupac hologram, Level one. Man, they didn't hologram to everybody. Right. They hologram niggas are still alive. <laughs> I'm like, Snoop, I think I'm Snoop live right now on a goddamn podcast. How <laughs> he here? Right. Like, that's the, everything is out of hand, bro. Take whatever you see and multiply that shit times 10. <laughs> yeah, we fucked. We fucked. But, um, off topic, man. I want to give a shout out. Um, to this is just to the ratchet shit. Um, to the twerkers, female twerkers. Um, going back to my thing of quality control. Um, the ones that keep their feet clean when they twerking. You know, and <laughs> who are smart enough to know that if their feet are not up to par, they'll wear ankle socks. So out of sight, out of mind. You know, and it's all about quality control. Put some shoes on. I don't want to see you out here twerking in socks. I don't give a fuck if they ankle sock, wankle sock, calf sock. Put some shoes on or take your damn everything off your feet. I don't like. I have appreciation for good. For good. I don't have a foot fetish. But, some, you know, some clean feet. Really. <laughs> some clean feet. <laughs> some clean feet. Okay, now we're talking about feet and shit. <laughs> Is that a wrap-up right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a wrap-up. <laughs> Hold on. Before we real quick wrap-up, um, easily, easily, it's thewaves.com. Check them out. You know what I'm saying? Select your beats, what you want. You know what I'm saying? You got hot beats on them, man. Check them out. Lil Jess, it's thewaves.com. 